What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, it is episode 54. 54. Oh, man. We've That's been doing it if for a we're long counting time. it by weeks, a year and two weeks. Oh, man. Oh, man, right? Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that hell we've been yeah. doing it that long. That I know. is so nuts. It really is. It really is. Well, your host for this week is me, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the mouth. What's up? Yep, everybody else doing their own thing. You know, we stay busy everywhere else around the entertainment industry. It's true. Yeah, I mean, exactly, it's... exactly. Well, we want to send a special shout out and a special thank you to our sponsor of the podcast, East Beach Specialties, and here's a little bit of what they offer. For the last 18 years, East Beach Specialties has helped businesses, schools, churches, and clubs on and near the Mississippi Gulf Coast promote events, deploy effective marketing strategies, bring unique products to life, fill events with fun, and create unique giveaways. They offer products such as custom t-shirts, apparel like hats, polos, sportswear, and loungewear. They also offer corporate gifts and employee incentives, bags and accessories, social responsible products, and of course, promotional products. Visit eastbeachspecialties.com for your product because having fun is serious business. All right, now it is time to get this thing started, man. We have a great show for you guys this week. Our guest segment includes two people, Catherine Castro and the one and only Sam Medina. That's right, America 2.0, Catherine Castro. We're yep. going to talk to her about that, of mm-hmm. course, the hottest scripted podcast in the country. Yes. Uh, still. Yes. And uh, we're going to talk to her about uh, her upcoming short film that's running the circuit right now, uh, Someday. Yes. So that's going to be really... And then Mr. Sam Medina. Yes, Who am I? On. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You guys, I, I'm sure you guys have said over and over and over, we've gotten all the magic. You wanted him back on the show. Well, Alita Battle Angel is coming out. Yes. And it came out yesterday. We're going to talk to him all all about that. Yes. Uh, get the get the skinny on what's going on with Sam yeah. Medina. So oh, that's man. gonna be real fun. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Of course, we have industry news talking all about Netflix, Disney, Hulu, all that stuff going on. Will Smith has been seen as the genie, so we're definitely gonna talk that's about right. that. I'm a little blue about it. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Then of course we have box office predictions, word of the day, Billboard chart toppers, and this day in history. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's get this thing started off with some breaking news. Yesterday there was a false report of an active shooter situation at Netflix, which it was just a crazy guy saying he had a gun, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here it kind of went down if you guys missed it yesterday. According to a lot security guard, a recently fired employee from Netflix called in a threat to one of his coworkers yeah. saying that he had a gun, he was on the studio lot and he was ready to explode. And of course the person freaked out yeah. called the police uh la's biggest television station ktla is mm-hmm. also right next door to that yeah. kind of attached to the lot so all of that was on lockdown they weren't allowed to to leave yeah. um police showed up pretty quick from what i understand but apparently it was all just kind of taken out of context at first yeah there was a lot of stories that immediately hit saying it was an active shooter mm-hmm. that he was in the building you know blah 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 but it turns out according to los angeles police officer uh tony m who's the department's spokesperson the man was taken into custody almost immediately ultimately released with no charges mm. he was never actually on the lot he never got oh, really? that far and no gun was found in his custody yeah so and after searching the premises no gun was found yeah. so that's hence why no charges <laughs> or now i mean i get this maybe this is an angry guy he makes right. a phone call 
says something, yeah. you know. Um, but wouldn't that be considered like as a false threat or something? Like I, a, I, you know, I, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Normally, yeah, it's like yelling fire in a exactly. theater or Exactly, or um, bomb at an airport. But like, I guess the fact that nobody was actually injured, there were no kind of like results from, yeah. you know. I guess if somebody had run out in a panic and there yeah. was a stampede and somebody was in, I mean, maybe then, yeah. but. I, I just think that's a little light for, they had to evacuate those studios and the news yeah. studio. So yeah. I, I feel like that's a little I light. Mean, I'm it, surprised by that, actually. Yeah, you know, but apparently it's all resolved. Yeah. And this guy's going to pay the $13 a month. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. We, have, we don't know why he was fired. We don't know why he made the the, the threat, uh, you know, yeah. but nobody was harmed. It was all good. Netflix is good. Oh, KTLA good is good. So um, we're good to go there. Yeah, yeah. Now this one. Mm, 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 mm. We keep telling you guys about this. Uh, yeah. The, you know, this, this, as we like to give a shout out to our old pal, Doug Walker. Yes. Uh, old journalist buddy of ours uh, who likes to say fluid. Yeah. It's a fluid situation. It and very we're going to continue is. to watch. So we are. Um, we have some some breaking news, I guess, if you will, about uh, Jussie Smollett. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have been following this, you're familiar. You know, it was an alleged attack, a yeah. hate crime on him, jumped by a couple of guys, and some some nasty stuff went down. And then, of course, if you've been listening to our show and following along, you know that almost immediately afterwards, this huge internet, social media campaign, yeah. you know, calling it all fake and calling him a liar mm-hmm. and just basically going after him yeah. started. And it's been gaining a lot of steam and, yeah. and causing a lot of stuff. Um And... That that partly has to do with I think what happened yesterday. Yeah, last night apparently, um, ABC Seven Chicago mm-hmm. reported that the Chicago Police Department was in now investigating Jussie Smollett uh, in connection with possibly staging the attack, and that the whole thing was a hoax set up. Yeah. Then CBS Chicago followed that up with the same report, citing another source. Mm. Um, it came out that apparently now this is according to them, local affiliates, not national news, not the Chicago police, not just them, that these two guys apparently knew Jesse. Yeah. They were extras on the set of Empire and this whole thing was staged because he was supposedly being written off the show, yeah. fired from the show. Um and that was all it took. It yeah. blew up. Once it was uh, everybody started sharing yeah. it, the hoax people went crazy, yeah. sharing it everywhere, attacking not just uh, him, but all the celebrities yeah. that supported him, all the kind of stuff. Yeah, the power of social media. Yeah, and it got it got to the point where the police had to come out and say, now this is interesting because this all happened. Now I will say this, the police did confirm that they did take two people that are in that surveillance video that we've been talking about. Yeah. They did take them into custody. They were picked up yesterday. Yeah. Oddly at the same time that Jesse was on good morning America, again, reiterating mm, yeah. about the attack and yeah. how it went down and what he was. And you know, he had some interesting stuff to say on good morning America. He says that he, He's upset not just by the people who physically harmed him, but also by what he sees as a willful ignorance of the truth. Mm. Following up by saying that it's not the people that don't believe this is the truth. It's the people that don't want to see that it could be true. Mm. And he believes he would have been taken more seriously if he had said his attackers were Muslim or minorities Mm. instead of white. Wow. Now, this is is where it gets tricky because the people in the video who have been picked up... yeah. 
they're black. Mm. Jussie said they were white. Yeah. Now, he did say also that they were wearing masks, yeah. so I, I, I don't know. So around that same time that he's given that interview to Robin Roberts, that's when the police department, Chicago police, confirmed that they did announce that they picked up two persons of interest that mm-hmm. had been identified as having been in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, They also confirmed that those people were now being questioned. Um, They said that they're brothers, and they're being questioned, and this was very particularly worded. They were being questioned as potential suspects Mm. and now they have probable cause that they may have committed a crime Mm. now that's you know if you have probable cause and you think they committed a crime why use potential suspect instead of just calling them and have we really confirmed that they were extras on empire no yeah none of that has been confirmed yeah um they did release that yesterday they said they were persons of interest that had been picked up it was this morning that it broke um right before we started recording the show yeah that they're now suspects or potential suspects suspects and that they have been arrested although not formally charged yeah um they did say that they went into the home of where one lived Mm -hmm. they have confiscated a cell phone and some personal items Mm -hmm. um nothing further on that yeah and then all of this was going down like we said last night they reported it got so bad with the reporting that fox itself fox studios came out immediately with a statement and i saw this morning that danny strong and as of right now i haven't seen a statement from lee daniels Mm -hmm. uh for anybody out there that doesn't know lee daniels and Danny Strong are the creators of uh, uh, Empire. Yeah, but uh, Danny Strong came out and adamantly denied that he he his basic tweet was saying, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically, Jussie's the third lead on the show. Yeah, he's critical to the to the storyline. Yeah. and he would never be written off. Yeah, um, and Fox also very similar to that statement yesterday put out a statement saying the idea that Jussie Smollett has been or would be written off Empire is patently ridiculous. Exactly. The network in the studio said in the joint statement that he remains a core player on the very successful series, and we continue to stand by him. Yeah. That, so, it just seems like everybody is on the fence about this. Either they think he's in connection with it because they thought he was going to get written off or to promote his album, or they think he was attacked by right. these people. So it's crazy. It, yeah. And it got so bad, though, that uh, the sh- Chicago police spokesman, Anthony Googly Emily, I hope I'm saying that right. Googly stated, Emily stated that the local media sources are inaccurate and that media reports about the thing being a hoax are unconfirmed by case detectives working the case. Yeah. And then Chicago police superintendent, Eddie Johnson actually called ABC seven Chicago oh, wow. to state on the record that they have no evidence to support that their reporting and their supposed Chicago police department sources are uninformed and inaccurate. Yeah. Um, talk about fake news, right? And then <laughs> today they went on the record and said that while detectives haven't found any video documenting the alleged attack, they also have found, no evidence at this point to say that this is a hoax yeah and that the victim is being cooperative and at this time continues to be treated as just that a victim and not a suspect exactly so that's the very latest mm-hmm. okay the chicago police have not confirmed any of it yeah. that it is a hoax they have not arrested jussie smollett yeah. they are not investigating him as a suspect yeah that now again this is going on mm-hmm. you know and we're gonna we're gonna keep on this um we should say that we're you know if something happens after this show hits uh we will go live and update you because you know if it's happening we're talking about yep, it yep. we want to keep the very latest but as of right now that's all the latest and if you guys have listened to the show you know over the last couple of weeks since this story first broke you guys know we've talked about this what 
is the upside exactly for staging this for this. Jesse Smollett? Like, even if he was being written off the show, you you've had a successful run on the show. You're co-hosting Kelly and Ryan yeah. when Ryan's not there. You have a new album coming yeah. out. Are you really going to throw all of that away? Yeah. Because remember, it was all kinds of celebrities, not just his castmates, but all kinds of fellow celebrities, politicians, politicians like people in very powerful positions that came to his defense. What what's going to happen if it was you're going to lose all that? Yeah, those people are gone. You're probably going to be have charges filed, and you're probably going to jail. Yeah, is it all worth it just because you're trying to get at as he said on Good Morning America? Yeah. Trump? That he comes hard at Trump at yeah. 45. And I mean, do you let your hatred fester so much that you're going to destroy yeah. your own life I mean, to take down? That's you know, a that's a pretty big risk. And I mean, he seems smarter than that. Exactly. I just don't see. That's why as of right now. And again, I'm just saying this is my own belief. Exactly. Nothing confirmed. Not, I just don't think it's a hoax. Yeah. Like, why would you risk it? Exactly. Why would you risk There's something no like point, that? There's no point, especially when the writers even said, no, we're not going to write it exactly. off. Exactly. And, and look, and this is my main concern, and then we're going to move on. But this is my main concern. If he did do it as a hoax, if he did stage the whole thing and it comes out that way, the irreparable harm and damage that he has done to real yeah. hate victims crimes of uh, victims of hate crimes exactly because you're always going to have to question especially if they're of somebody of important yeah. you know uh you're going to have to question whether they're telling the truth exactly. now. And, and to do that. Exactly. Especially in this time of the Me Too movement. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so I, I feel like if he did do it as a, a stage, the whole thing, and it is all a hoax, yeah. that the harm that he has caused, not only to himself, but to others, I just, that's, mm. that's a whole different segment. We'll yeah. talk about that whole, but as of right now, he is the victim, according to the Chicago police he is the crime is being investigated and that's where it's at so we will keep you updated on that yes yes now, goodness gracious <laughs> speaking of another breaking news story that came out one that we can all agree is a scumbag yes and is not fake you know yeah apparently there's a new tape and we're talking about r kelly everybody's yeah. favorite r kelly mm. um apparently there's a new tape that michael avienti found and uh, you might recognize that name yes he's stormy daniels attorney mm. <laughs> yes that stormy daniels yeah. but regardless he's an attorney yeah uh, he um he says that him and his legal team have found and obtained a vhs tape yes those exist young still. listeners still um i know we go trust us they do yeah. um that they have a vhs tape showing r kelly having sex with and sexually assaulting a 14-year-old girl. Mm. He has apparently turned over a copy of this tape to CNN. CNN has also reported that Aventi represents a whistleblower against Kelly, who's now 52, but who knows the identity of the girl on the tape and R. Kelly. Wow. Uh, the whistleblower worked for and has known Kelly for decades and met the girl on a number of occasions. Mm. It was also reported by the New Yorker, which cited a senior law enf uh, enforcement official, that the tape could soon lead to the indictment of R. Kelly and that an arrest could be coming soon. Man. Now, here's the, the even more disturbing thing, and I feel sorry for whatever intern or producer got locked with this. Yeah. Apparently, CNN has watched the tape, mm. all 45 minutes of it. Mm. Mm. I don't, don't want to do Can't that. even but know. Apparently, because there's some question, how do you prove she was underage? Apparently, throughout the 45-minute tape, R. Kelly is referencing and the girl is acknowledging uh, her 14-year-old genitalia. Goodness gracious. Um, 
which I'm sure that's not how it was said, yeah. but we all get the idea of what was yeah. going. So it's it's it being acknowledged that he's doing this with a 14 year old. So um, look, this is not the first time a tape like this has come out. He yeah. beat the charges the first time. It they were kind of like he was you know uh, found innocent and kind of all, but. The rumors of him having women captive, yeah. keeping them as sex slaves, you know, his affinity for, I mean, he married, uh, um, uh, can't I think of what's it? her name? I you, forget. you know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. It was Aaliyah. R. Kelly's Aaliyah. Aaliyah. There you go. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Look Good. at that. On ball yeah. right there. Aaliyah. Boom. Boom. Um, but yeah, married young and like, like, yeah, this guy is known for this. Yeah. So this tape shouldn't shock anybody. And I hope it is a real tape. And I say that only in the fact that we might finally get this guy off the streets. Exactly. Because this guy's a scumbag. Seriously. And he needs to get off the street. Yeah, I hope the like, indictment pans out, and I hope he does go to jail. Yeah. Prison. Yeah. And like, the favor is returned. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. So. Goodness gracious. We will keep you updated on, on all of these stories because, well, Netflix seems to be done, but the Jussie Smollett and the R. Kelly, we will keep you updated because we like to say, if you want the most up-to-date, accurate information. Yeah. Listen to us, and we will tell you. Yeah. Well, to bring it down a little bit, we got to yeah. talk about uh, Ron Miller. All you Disney fans out there, like myself, uh, you guys know who Ron Miller was. Uh, Walt Disney's son-in-law, yeah. married to Diane Disney, uh, was the former CEO of the Walt Disney Company from 1978 to 1984, mm. prior to the Michael Eisner and Frank Wells era. Yeah. Um, he also produced a lot of the early uh, animation for mm-hmm. uh, Disney. He starred in some stuff. He was an actor for a little bit, and a pro football player played oh, nice. for usc in the los angeles rams so uh good guy you yeah know, his his little term at disney i was, was about a, to say wasn't it kind of like just handed over to him a it little was bit? after yeah. walt died and it was a little it was bumpy, a little uh, bumpy. to say the during his term 78 to 84 while some good stuff happened yeah. it was also when disney was the target of a lot of takeover mm, attempts yeah um and which hence eisner and and yeah. frank wells being brought in by roy disney yeah who was Roy Disney Sr.'s uh, son mm. um, was it basically made the decision to bring them in and kind of stave off the, yeah. the people trying to take it over and the yeah. rest is history. Yeah. I mean, we saw what Eisner and Wells did and right. the, the, now what Iger has continued and like, you know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> we send condolences to uh, the Disney family and the Miller family and, uh, you know, um, yeah, sad loss. Hell yeah, definitely, definitely. And I mean, just sticking with Disney, another some sad stuff that no one wants to see. Um, <laughs> Will Smith as the genie. We finally seen a trailer of him, mm. Blue, and as the genie, yeah. and not a lot of people are happy about Mm-mm. it. No, Mm-mm. no. Uh, YouTube, their channel for this trailer, or the video for this trailer, got 54,000 likes and 87,000 dislikes. Yeah, dislikes. Mm. Yeah. So you didn't hear that wrong. Dislikes. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I <laughs> we've talked about this, but I'm sorry. When I saw it and he came up and the second he spoke, yeah. I was just like in West Bashir, born and raised. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, like the Fresh Prince of the Middle East or something. I, I, I just feel like his rendition of this character yeah. is going to be reminiscent of Fresh Prince. Right. I, I just... Yeah, well, I mean, like we talked about before, I mean, it hasn't even been 10 years yet since Robin Williams died. It hasn't. So, and I mean, I mean just... he's like the definitive genie. Yeah. Like, so it's hard to... I mean, and I mean, I'm not even taking anything away from Will Smith because, like, we've talked about before on previous shows, he's a very likable guy. He's awesome in yeah. everything he does, but... This is just one of those roles that you don't touch for a while, right. at least. I, I just, yeah, I really feel like 
after I agree with you. I, after Robin Williams passed, I just think Disney should have put this on the don't touch. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Let's not do this. Agreed. And I know they're being, you, you know, we've seen the other live actions, you know, come the yeah. jun- Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. and you know they've been successful. Yeah. So now we got Lion King and yeah. Aladdin and Dumbo and all yeah. of them coming up, but. I just feel like that was good until Robin passed, yeah. and then maybe this one should have been shelved yeah. for a little while. I, I agree I don't with know. that. I agree I with know. that. And I was, we were discussing earlier off the show, like surprised that they haven't touched some of the classics. Like, I mean, touch their own tale of yeah. Cinderella live action, or like uh, Snow White, or um, Bambi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because with it's, CGI, I feel like Bambi would be perfect. Bambi now. would be perfect, and Snow White, I think, would be perfect with yeah. like some CGI seven dwarfs yeah. and stuff. That'd be perfect. They did do they didn't they did do Cinderella though a little bit back, didn't yeah. they? Was I it mean, that, uh, Lily James? Right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it so. was Lily James who yeah. played Cinderella. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I just feel like Bambi is screaming to be made. Yeah, maybe after Dumbo. Yeah, if Dumbo is successful, maybe we see. Bambi. I could see that. I could I mean, see that. Yeah. Well, uh, sticking with Disney, Hulu, Hulu, eighty percent of Disney. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, um, get some Marvel animated adult shows. Man, this is exciting. Yeah, I know you're excited about this. I'm one. super stoked about Howard this the Duck. One. Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Howard the Duck, Modoc, Hitmonkey, and Tiger and Dazzler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger and Dazzler together on one show. But yeah, the, the one that just jumps out at me right off the top is, is Howard the Duck. Yeah. I know everybody, fanboys everywhere, fangirls everywhere, were like just jumping for joy when James Gunn included yeah. Howard the Duck in the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. You know, just a tiny little yeah, cameo. Tiny they're little like, cameo. oh shit, yeah. Um, so they're probably just as excited as I am uh, oh, yeah. for this for this to be announced then on top they announced kevin smith's involved with it yes, and is going to be behind so it and doing epic. the writing and stuff oh my gosh an adult version of howard the duck on hulu with yeah. kevin smith oh man yes. yes sign me up where do i uh, get yeah. me i have to watch it i have to have it i think it's gonna be fantastic. yeah and he's finally involved with marvel he's always been like a spokesperson for marvel but yeah, he's never been like, actually involved yeah in the... and he's been directing a bunch of stuff for dc for the yeah. Arrowverse. you yeah. know he's been doing supergirl and flash mm-hmm. and you know it, so yeah this is exciting this yeah. is gonna be Definitely, Modoc. I was surprised about. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like one of those weird characters. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he's just like this giant head, yeah, with like little arms and feet. Yeah. And I mean, like that. Literally, what he is. Interesting. It's just a really, really. But I'm curious to see what they do with yeah. it. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. If maybe you've ever the, seen him in other cartoons or in the comic books, it's just like yeah. the weirdest character. Yeah. Ever. You're like, why? Maybe they're just throwing like all four of these at the wall at the same time to see which one. Sticks. I guess. I'm excited about Dazzler and. Yeah. Tigra, though those are they've both been Avengers yeah um and th- I mean they're they're exciting mm-hmm. uh Dazzler's a lot like Dagger mm-hmm. in the in she can't manifest the the sharp objects but yeah. she has the light ability yeah like, you know and um but and a singer she was like a disco singer and mm-hmm. now kind of superhero type yeah it's an interesting thing and Tigra yeah. looks like a tiger she's female yeah tiger but a human but a human but a tiger covered <laughs> but in a like tiger. fur and stripes and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's human yeah. but a tiger but a tiger same <laughs> like, time um, anyway I, I those are gonna be really but howard the duck is the main yeah. one i'm just excited to see that they're moving forward you know now you got the runaways on mm-hmm. there and you got all these coming mm-hmm. uh the animation they're talking about still the crossover between yeah. cloak and dagger and and the runaways and yeah. it's just exciting to well, see well i feel all this like stuff. this is even another step towards disney taking more risk yeah like i yeah. mean oh, we've yeah. talked about it before marvel all the marvel shows that were on netflix them taking a risk with how violent and how 
almost nudity there was right like right. but all then, the way up yeah like right near insane. and then i mean and then cloak and dagger on freeform like drug use yeah, like prostitution, prostitution like murder like yeah, yeah. i mean yeah freeform mm-hmm. abc family remember remember when it was called that yeah um so yeah i just i think it's i think it's great though because yeah. i mean comic books are adult yeah bill maher might disagree <laughs> right but <laughs> they are adult and yeah. they've got they deal with adult themes they deal with adult situations and we're seeing that yeah. disney's finally like ready to play that game i yeah. think and and as successful as the mcu stuff has been deadpool and logan and some of this adult stuff mm-hmm. has been successful too and yeah. i think they're gonna try to balance it really well it's yeah. gonna be exciting i'm yeah. excited I am too. I am too. Well, sticking with Hulu a little bit, I just saw this today, actually. It's not an industry news, but the kid from Moonlight and Shamik Moore were just cast in that Wu-Tang series show oh. for Hulu. Oh, Yeah, so that's go. exciting stuff. Yeah. Shamik Moore on the rise, man. I'm, tell- I'm telling you, and I saw today with uh, Apple, too, they're gonna, they, uh, with um, Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. and Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. they're doing this big planned party mm. to throw and put out for their surprise content that they're doing mm. which like you know this is top secret hidden right. content yeah. but they're throwing a party for it right. so apparently it's not top secret I, yeah. I don't know interesting yeah interesting well the next one i mean just sticking with hulu like we said eric larson's book it's finally being developed as a series this one was stuck in development hell for a while right a long time yeah. yeah yeah i mean and it's got some crazy backers like leonardo dicaprio and martin scorsese yeah they, they were the ones who initially jumped on this yeah. and optioned it and they they've been trying to make it a movie like mm-hmm. a feature film yeah. for like what 10 years i think uh and had people come and go on it or whatever but for whatever reason it never got out of development hell it yeah. was just not greenlit anywhere yeah but hulu has decided they announced this week that they are going to partner with paramount mm-hmm. and now here's the here's the twist to it though not as a film mm-hmm. they're partnering with paramount tv and they're going to launch it as a series as a series so yeah mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting and th- it's called the devil and the white city the mm-hmm. devil in the white city I, i'm interested yeah. I mean, Definitely. Yeah, just off the title. Yeah, yeah. So. And Scorsese and DiCaprio are still involved. They're yeah. still going to executive produce. Anything that they do has been gold. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited as hell to kind of see this and see what they do with it and Agreed. where it's going to go. So, Agreed. Agreed. I mean, Hulu, Disney, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. they're big boys. They're big boys. And speaking but... of the other big boy in the ring with them, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Freaking Netflix yep. Yep. starts production on its first Dutch series, filming in Amsterdam. And yep. I read in this article that they just started their Amsterdam office two years ago in 2015. That's like crazy. Yeah. It's and you're not hearing that incorrect Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, we talked about this on the show oddly a year ago when we when we first launched the show. We we've been talking about it every week. Yep. Netflix has this plan to dominate internationally. Mm-hmm. And their idea was is that all of the stuff that you see in the foreign market yeah. is basically American stuff that's pumped over there and then subtitled. Yeah, uh, much like we get over here, we yeah. get a lot of BBC stuff and a lot of foreign stuff that's subtitled. Right. Their their idea to penetrate the market and increase their subscriber base was to hey, why don't we start making stuff 
in the regions that we're attempting to right. get subscribers. And we're going to film it over there. We're going to hire everybody from over there. And we're going to cast all yeah. actual people from over there so that it's not a foreign production. It's an actual production yeah. from over there. That's so awesome. And it's been working. Like I mean, yeah. it's just been blowing just, up over the, there. I mean, the economic growth just because of them bringing all those jobs to the country. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And and people want to see that. I feel like exactly. they want to connect. They want to watch a sitcom or a movie or a drama that's about them, yeah. with them. Or and happened not, in their city. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, it, it's been blown up and it's been so good mm-hmm. that it's it's worked double for them because they're bringing that content over here and putting yeah. it on American Netflix exactly. with subtitles mm-hmm. and, and people are eating it up over here. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it's they worked. They just keep dominating. I mean, we talked about last week how they started some original programs for Spain and they've dominated India. Absolutely. And even more so, they have confirmed that they have launched that they have a Mexico City office now. Yep. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Netflix, yeah, chief content officer. That's right, chief content officer. Not to be mistaken with Reed Hastings, who is Netflix CEO. Yeah. Variety. Uh, Variety. <laughs> we had to poke fun. We had to because yeah. we're on top of it. Exactly. We're on top of it. And Variety had a little gaffe. Yeah, and, you, you know, know, said Netflix CEO Ted Sarandos, which I'm sure Reed got a good laugh yeah, out of. Yeah, exactly. Ted probably got a good laugh out of yeah. it, too. But Ted is the content guy, okay? He's the content <laughs> guy. And he announced also that... 50 projects were in development over in Mexico City Damn. with this new office yeah. opening. So they're uh, clearly going after the Mexico yeah. City market and the Mexico market like they've gone. Mm, yeah. oh, they're, man, they're just, they're like killing Ooh, it. What, I just thought about this while we were doing this. Um, I mean, we all know that they're about to lose content, all this content. Right. Well, since they're doing so many other shows in other parts of the world, what what if when they lose that content over here, they're just going to put all their shows that they had on everywhere else across the world on here for the u.s as well oh yeah no, no doubt you know? i mean they were, they're already testing that by bringing a few over like and so Roma, far they've yeah. Been, yeah so far they've been successful yeah so yeah i mean i, I it just it makes me think about when they were interviewing ted a couple of weeks ago and reed a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about disney and he's like oh we're more worried about Fortnite than we mm-hmm, are right. you know hbo or yeah. disney or anything like that we've been knowing for years that we were going to lose content, that this was coming. Right. So, I mean, and speaking of, Warner Media <laughs> announced yeah. that they plan on launching their streaming service, or at least a beta version of it, by the end of this year, yeah. followed up by saying they intend on taking Friends, yeah. uh, all of the Arrowverse shows, yeah. and just a shit ton like, of other stuff yeah. off of Netflix oh my goodness. when the contracts run out. I um, mean, I know so many people that wait until that Riverdale is over on oh, the CW yeah. and then wait till it's on yeah. Netflix. Like, Same thing with all the Arrowverse shows. Yeah. They're huge on Netflix right now. Uh, yeah. Supernatural. Yeah. Um. So mm, mm. get ready to say goodbye to all of them on Netflix. Yeah, Um. Exactly. But that's why Netflix is spending 80, you know, what is it, 80 Some billion dollars? I think. Something like million, on original know. content. Yeah. I mean, like they're, they're just spending obscene amounts of money on original content because they've been preparing. Yeah, for this. they have they a plan. Know. Yeah, they, they have do. a plan. It's... Well, you know who's trying to have a plan, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work out for him. Uh, Woody Allen, he is now suing Amazon because they terminated a movie deal. Apparently, back in 2014, Amazon was looking for a big move into original content, and they entered into a deal with the very successful filmmaker and very legendary filmmaker. Mm -hmm. But due to all the controversy surrounding him, they backed out. 
So, I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah. It was for a series. They yeah. were going to do a series together called Crisis in Six Scenes, mm-hmm. along with an agreement for four feature-length movies. Yeah. Uh, now, you bring up a good point, because he's a legendary filmmaker. Yeah. He's famous filmmaker. His name definitely draws an audience. But his name also draws controversy because, you you know, they they canceled this agreement because of new allegations, new sexual uh, abuse allegations. But there's been old sexual abuse allegations for decades against Woody Allen. This could, they had to have known this when they entered into the contract. Exactly. This is the man that married his stepdaughter. Right. (laughs) I mean, you know, there's been rumors around him. And fact yeah. that he married his stepdaughter for years. Exactly. Amazon had to know this going in. So yeah. the fact that they would drop him after the new allegations, yeah. as if it was some sort of shocking twist. Yeah, I just I'm not buying exactly. that. I'm like, and I mean, playing devil's advocate, I like the way they that AMC handled the chick Hardwick or the Chris Hardwick situation. Right, like step away from the limelight. You'll still be attached, but. We're going to do a thorough investigation, and until we find something, you'll still be attached and getting paid. Right, which I wish they would have done with Jeremy Piven and his show. Uh, Look, we're we're just going to say we're all huge fans of Jeremy Piven here, and we think uh, nothing against the accuser. We do do not know. We're not saying she made it up. We're, We're not saying she didn't make it up. We're just saying... It was never proven. Exactly. It was never substantiated, and it kind of went away. Exactly. And yet Jeremy Piven was still yeah. booted off CBS. Yeah. His show was canceled, mm-hmm. and he was basically you know blackballed yeah. as CBS. Yet Michael Weatherly, yeah, is Bull, still up there. NCIS still up there, and, and it was proven. Elijah exactly. poor, poor I, I feel so bad for her. She gets a nine million dollar settlement, but there's video proof. And here's the kicker: it's CBS's own video yeah. that they caught him mm. doing this stuff on. He's still on the air. I, I agree with you, and I liken it back to what you said about Chris Hardwick yeah. for AMC. Take him off the air. Do an investigation. If it proves not to be true, let it go. Exactly. Yeah, he, they could have done that with Piven. Exactly. The show would have still been on. I'm, I'm positive it would have been successful. But they should have done exactly. that with, with Michael Weatherly and Bull. But yeah. th- this show's a moneymaker, yeah. and so they haven't touched it. Well, really, right now, I mean, we've talked about it like week after week after week. It's guilty until proven innocent right it is. now. It it's is. It's crazy. But CBS, I mean, they're, they're, let's just talk about because, I mean, since we're going to spin it into that. It was, they announced this week that the shareholders who had filed a lawsuit uh, back in August mm-hmm. against CBS. Yeah are now amending that lawsuit, they announced this week, to include Leslie Moonves, the COO, and I want to say the chief financial officer. They're contending that they knew that the Me Too movement was going to include Leslie Moonves. Yeah, they, they, knew they manipulated. They're, they're saying that they manipulated the stock knowing what was about to hit, and they knew that the stock would soar yeah. after Harvey Weinstein because they were going to come out with this, we are all about you know, women and support yeah. women and we want yeah. a safe environment. So they did this. They put out statements. They put out like, this is how CBS operates, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And their stock soared as predicted. Then they sold off. Yeah. Leslie Moonves is rumored to have made $154 exactly. million dollars off the stock. So now these shareholders are saying they knew it was coming. So they inflated the stock intentionally to sell it, to yeah. gain a shit ton of money. And then the stock took a nosedive. Yeah. 
after Les Moonves was accused I and it all came out. how long they knew this was coming. They had to have known this has been going on. Like, I mean, they like, had to have yeah, known it's it, been going on. Like, they at least need to know his actions, but, like, how long did they know that it was going to come out, you know? Yeah, uh, well, like, long enough to months, sell the stock, yeah, apparently, right? Exactly. I mean, and then... Uh, for them, but none of the other shareholders. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was all, yeah. I feel for these shareholders. Yeah. I and really I mean, do. isn't Les Moonves is now in an office paid for yeah, by CBS. Start, started a new company, yeah. uh, Moonrise uh, Entertainment. Yeah. Um, and he's in a swanky 10-story office building on Sunset Boulevard uh, overlooking Los Angeles. And it's being paid for by CBS. Like, what the hell? Like, he's still in this battle with CBS yeah. about his $120 million payout or whatever. But uh, I guess another part of his exit package was mm -hmm. they have to pay for this office for him yeah. for, like, no less than a year. Like, what the I'm fuck? like, what? Yeah. This guy, like, what? Yeah, it makes no It just shows you how, I mean, CBS looks pretty shady. They, I mean, they look there's pretty bad. so many allegations coming out against everyone a part of them like charlie Ro rose yeah, charlie, like everybody yeah i agree charlie rose let's not even just start we could we didn't haven't even talked about him yeah uh, yet hey cbs cares mm -hmm. just ask michael yeah. weatherly they it, still run that the commercial ad. yeah they run yeah. that ad still like, with whatever. mike or weatherly cbs cares yeah okay so cares about themselves yeah, apparently exactly. but you know and more people who care about themselves uh brian singer oh, that, my gosh. <laughs> this yeah. one upsets me because it puts everybody else's life's on hold yes the agreed. project red sonia film or it got put on hold because of the controversy yep. and they actually said shelved right? shelved yeah mm. this is like we, you, there were rumors that maybe they were going to dump him from directing yeah. it and then they come out no no where you have no intention of taking him off the film he's mm. going to be the director but now all of a sudden there was another i guess allegation that came out yeah now it's shelved permanently Goodness there's gracious. no no desire to move forward yeah. on it and like JLo said, that's unfortunate for everybody else attached exactly. to it because some people were prior, you know, commitment to it, and now they're it's not moving forward. Exactly, and because of him, I mean, exactly. and that's like you it's know, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and those people are so important. Like, I mean, so important that. The film wouldn't even happen because of them. Exactly. Like, it's it, crazy. And the, by the way, they're not them. getting $40 million. Yeah. He, re remember, keep in mind, they announced recently that he's getting at least a $40 million payout from Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that's Even crazy though with too. all the controversy of that film, yeah. and he was gone, then he's back, and, and he's, he's gone. about to win an Oscar. Like, yeah, yeah. It's insane. $40 million off from, because of the back end points off yeah. of that movie. That's just, Ugh. it's the people who are now not working on Red Sonya, they work. Project to project, yeah. they're not getting forty million dollars on a back end. Yeah, deal. so crazy. It's shit. kind of a, crazy shit. Okay, but here's good news. Here's good news. Big sequel news, right? Yes. Oh my goodness, Aquaman two. It is officially in the works, and it's bringing back the first film's writer. Yeah. So I, that's I'm, exciting. I'm excited. Yeah, because I like the way they did that one. Me I didn't. Too. I didn't like Justice League, like we've discussed. But yeah. yeah. Me too. And, and now Juan hasn't committed yet. Yeah. Uh, to direct yeah, again. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's a huge start with the original screenwriter, yeah. though. So that's a good thing. And then I saw I saw today, literally just today, Jason Momoa uh, put out a statement about the DC yeah. universe, and he said, "You guys have no idea what's coming." Oh shit! I think they've revamped it. Yeah. I think they they started with Wonder Woman. Yeah. They went to Aquaman. We know we got Jeff Johnson, Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, the Green Lantern Corps. I think they they went back to the drawing board. Yeah. They relaunched it with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Yeah. I think they got a plan, and yeah. at least Jason Momoa is pretty excited about exactly. it. He seemed pretty pumped. Yeah, and I mean we've talked about Shazam too, like and yes. a Superman 
being a featured cameo, in that. Yeah, like, the rumor is there's a cameo yeah, of Superman. So, the rumor like, also is it's not Henry Cavill. Oh, shit. So I don't know how that, you know, I, mm. like I said, maybe they've decided to relaunch. Yeah. It could be like how they always do it. Like, you remember for the whole first season of Supergirl? Yeah. On the, on, uh, on, in the Arrowverse there, like, you saw him, but you never saw never him. It was like his him. hand, yeah. or you saw the cape, You're or, like, okay. I mean, maybe it's going to be a cameo like that, where right. we don't see him, but we see him. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Mm. I'm excited, though, about yeah. Shazam also. I am too. Um, it's going to be People need to be prepared. It's going to be a comedy. That's it's right. It's not going to be any action packed. He's yeah. a camper. He's yeah. campy. He's campy. The big red cheese. Yeah. We keep him. Billy Batson is a young kid exactly. in a grown up body. Exactly. But he's still a young kid. So that. There's a reason why it's campy. There's a reason why. I think that's why so many people were so offended, not offended, but so taken back by the Fantastic Four films. Yeah, yeah, they went into it thinking superhero action punch fest. Yeah. They didn't realize that in the comic books, the Fantastic Four are comedic. Yeah. They are campy. Exactly. While there's plenty of science, I mean, Reed Richards, one of the, you know, the foremost scientists and brains in the Marvel Mm -hmm. Universe. But it was a lot of camp. Yeah. They were meant as Marvel's first family. And look, yeah. while we're while we're superheroes, we're also a family, and yeah. we're kind of celebrities because of our superhero. Right. You know, and and I mean, they just I think a lot of people went into it with the wrong attitude. So I hope they don't do that with Shazam. Yeah. Expect an action comedy. I guess is the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. Action comedy. Yeah. It, you're gonna get your powwow super super you know hero stuff, but it's gonna be funny. Yeah. So, agreed. Agreed. Well, speaking of some funny movies coming to America. The sequel has yes. finally released uh, a release date, <laughs> which is August seventh, twenty twenty. Man, this is happening really fast. Really, they just like they just announced, announced it, it, and then boom. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to get out by twenty twenty, they're gonna have to go into production soon. Yeah, like really soon. Yeah, um, I'm excited about this though. A huge fan of the first movie. Yeah, I thought McDowell's not McDonald. They're <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah. we're McDowell's. Yeah. I mean, that's that what so great. great. I hope John Amos is in it. Hell I hope yeah. they bring him back. Yeah. Um, and James Earl Jones. Uh, yeah, I mean, as the king. Hall, like that'd be but, epic. Oh, yeah, and and that's the question: Are Arsenio and Eddie going to be in makeup playing uh, yeah. eighty different characters right. like they did the first time? Yeah. I mean, that was so epic. Yeah, it was so epic. Uh, will Soulshine make its uh, return? Right, right? Like, like, yeah. like the Afro Sheen yeah. stuff. Will that make a comeback? Oh um, my goodness! So many great things about that. Yeah, uh, I mean, and we were talking about this off off the show too. We're hoping this kind of relaunches Eddie a little bit. Yeah. Because he's kind of been in a, a, a slump. Yeah. You know, he hits these highs and lows. Yeah. He's like, his career's been like a huge roller coaster. Yeah. And he's currently in a low. Yeah. And if it does, and we were talking about this too, we're hoping he, he's been paying attention to Sly. Yeah. Because we want him, he's coming back to coming to America. Exactly. We want him to go back to Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. Axel Foley back, right? Exactly. They've been exactly. long rumored and they now they announced, right? Yeah. It's I mean, development. looking up this, yeah, right now, uh, the Beverly Hills Cop 4 is in development. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I know, remember they, they said something about they were going to do a TV show yeah. about his son? Something like and that. And then yeah. he was going to make a cameo in yeah. that. I don't know if that ever went through uh, yeah, or not. I, don't know I, I mean, either. I know they shot it, but I don't know if it ever yeah. got picked up or or mm-hmm. but i want to see him yeah you know and judge reinhold exactly. and john ashton all back in beverly hills hell bring yeah. the whole group back you hell know yeah. have foley back because we need oh that oh my gosh i mean be so freaking good yeah but like i i look i mean we're funko fans we we're are huge funko fans. well while we're looking at several funkos coming to america funkos are a thing yeah like they're so That's cool awesome yeah remember with the giant lion yeah head? Now, isn't it kind of creepy though? Because that was like one of the big things of, of the the father's costume. Yeah, you know? James Earl Jones walking around yeah. with that giant dead lion, head, lion yeah. as uh, the fur around yeah. his shoulder. And it, but he's also King Mufasa. 
Oh, like from shit. Lion King. Yeah. So he's like wearing a dead lion You're around him, but yourself. he is a lion. They're like, oh, oh, oh. there's oh, a little man. like weird twist yeah. to everything, isn't it? Like, didn't like, even it all comes around. That. <laughs> yeah, did not expect that. Yeah, a little creepy, but yeah. you know. Definitely, definitely. Well, this next one, this is pretty exciting and pretty cool because such huge actors are stepping up and taking a stance against this advertising agency, right? Because right. they are not playing scale. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bartle Bogle Hagerty. Yeah. Uh, BBH. BBH. They abandoned their union contract with SAG-AFTRA mm. in September, asserting that the agreement's outdated, and they're basically accusing SAG-AFTRA of being uh, inflexible on rates. Mm. Well, SAG-AFTRA is just trying to keep everything scale. Right. They want these... Basically, what it is is this advertising agency doesn't want to pay the current scale yeah. rates for actors... To be in their commercials yeah. that that you know, you know how ad agencies work. Companies, corporations, you know what they hire this ad agency and then they produce commercials right. to sell whatever they're trying to sell. Well, this like all ads agencies, they they hire actors, yep. but now they don't want to pay the actors. So mm-hmm. a lot of like J Lo said, huge named actors, Tom Hanks, Octavia mm-hmm. Spencer, George Clooney, like forty or more people, yeah, are behind this yeah. saying, look. You know, we, we're we're all one family. We're all one. You got to pay these people yeah. what they're worth. And mm-hmm. I agree. I'm all for this. Definitely. Because, you know, like we just said about Brian Singer, uh, you know, most working actors, mm-hmm. 90% or more working actors yeah. are working project to project, yeah. commercial to commercial, short film to short yeah. film, you know, TV show to TV show. Exactly. They're not making $20 million no. a project. No. They're, they're like making enough to get by till the next project. Exactly. So to not pay them scale or not pay them back end residuals shitty. on a national commercial, yeah. say, it's just wrong. It is. It's wrong. It really and, is. You know, this, this place better... Yeah, I say you know, go somewhere else. Agreed. Go somewhere else. Agreed. You know? Well, some more wrongdoing going on in the industry. Mm. Uh, the Oscars, man, they're taking a lot of heat this year. <sighs> it's been bad. It's really been bad. Most yeah. popular movie, Kevin yeah, most, Hart, yeah, like, like, and then like they didn't want other people to present at other award right. shows. Right? They were apparently strong arming yeah. people not to present yeah. at other award shows. It's super like... weird. Super weird. Well, now they are limiting the cinematography, film editing, and makeup and hairstyling segment, the live action part, that's going to be during commercial times now. We're not even going to see it. Yeah, we're not even going to see it. What the hell? Like, I don't even... These films don't happen without these people. Yeah, I mean, cinematography, it is exactly what it sounds like. Cinematography. There's no movie without the picture. Exactly. Like, it's not a movie with no picture. film editing. I know Sam Medina has a lot of strong opinions on this topic. He's a huge supporter of Below the Line. Yeah. You know, of the crew that nobody stays and watches the credits for. Those very people we're talking about about not mm-hmm. getting paid $20 million yeah. to not show them yeah. on the award it's show. It's completely like, ludicrous, man. It's crazy. Look, we just we, we, we talked about this a little bit last week, but with A Star is Born, um, Bradley Cooper set up the, the editing suite, mm-hmm. the entire editing bay for A Star is Born in his basement. Yeah. So that him and his editor could work 16 to 20 hours a day editing this thing. That's how important the yeah. editor is to a film. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people understand. 
editors can not only make or break the performance of an actor, yeah. they can make or break the look of the film. They can yep. make or break the director. Exactly. Like, because they put the story together. Exactly. And one scene taken out here or one scene added there exactly. changes everything. It does. So uh, to, to somehow not say they're important enough to put on the air exactly. as the presentation. And again, I want to state... There's no picture. Exactly. I, I tell I tell you what. Why doesn't the academy just run a blank screen during? Right. The, during I mean, exactly. just sound. Yeah, just sound. No picture. Yeah, that would be like the essence it's, of saying no cinematography. It's, it's just a black screen with sound. Exactly. It, it's a radio show all exactly. of a sudden. Like, what is going it's on? It's completely ridiculous. It really. Yeah, is. and you bring up a great point. This is after they come up with this most popular film mm-hmm. category, which, yeah. by the way, they backtracked on after huge real heat. quick. Yeah, you know, they they the Kevin and heart controversy and no host we're gonna have a host no we're not gonna have a host um and now and now this yeah it's like whoo man a rough year for the account yeah i'm predicting i'm predicting and we're only what uh, 10 days out yeah but i'm predicting they they backtrack on this yeah uh and you know apparently the head of the um cinematography guild reached out well really well, yeah, in, in a was, not so happy yeah, way um so i would assume yeah. the dga is probably going to reach out yeah. now aca for cinematographer mm. they're all probably going to reach out yeah. and say this ain't right yeah. don't, don't do this oh man well you can watch the oscars with us live on our social media accounts twitter and instagram we will be going live february 24th live all the night art <laughs> live all night, man. It's gonna be a party. Come watch the Oscars with, with us. The with wind. pictures. With pictures. We will have video. Yes. There'll be live video. Yeah. Exactly. Our cinematographer yeah. will, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, You'll see us. Exactly, um, exactly. Uh, yeah, like Jayla said, we're gonna be snacks, drinking. Mm-hmm. We have ballots. We do. We should mention the ballots. Yeah, there's you know, a contest. There is a contest. Guys, they offer Oscar ballots that you can fill out yep. to predict who you think's gonna win. We want you to do that. We're all gonna do it. We got a little pool going. Yeah. We'll probably like it'll it'll be for some like alcohol yeah. or some money or some Cheetos or something. <laughs> I don't something. know. But for you guys, for everybody who sends their ballot in, the and we're going to go through them all. Now, you can't cheat. We should say that. Yes. You have to send them in by the 22nd. Is that what we said? Yes. 22nd. Okay, by February the 22nd. 22nd. So by Friday. Yes. The Friday before the Oscars. Fill them out. Send them in. Don't You can't email after. We're not going to accept no, it. No, yeah. Um, fill out your ballots. We're going to look. And the person who, and there could be more than one. Maybe we get some yeah, ties or something. Exactly. We'll have to draw. But yeah. the person who comes closest to getting all of the categories right, picking the winners for all of the categories, or if somebody gets all of them yeah. right, you're going to get an Inside the Crazy Ant Farm t-shirt. Yes. Yes. This is a sharp-looking mm-hmm. black t-shirt with our new logo on yes, it. Yes, With so the good. Sprocket logo yeah. with Bonk and the microphone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys, we're going to, the winner's going to get a free t-shirt. Yes. So we want you to, and there's two ways you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can email us straight up, mm-hmm. right? Inside the uh, Crazy Ant Farm podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or even better, you can go to our website. Yes. Check out Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Go to the page. Check yes. it all out. Look at old interviews. Are some of our favorites. Mm-hmm. And then there's a section on there when you first go there, and it says, "Send us a message." Yes. You just click on that. Yep. Send us your ballot. Mm-hmm. It emails us straight to the exactly. email. Easiest way to do it. So easy. So easy. Man, I can't wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a blast. Yeah. But you know what wasn't a blast? Apparently, mm. apparently, the Grammys mm-hmm. because yeah. nobody watched it. Yeah, no, we, nobody. Uh, no. We did. We both did Twitter Twitter polls on our accounts, and 
the overall vote was no, we're not. Yeah, nobody's no, watching. Yeah. I mean, for both of our polls, it was like what sixty plus percent yeah, or higher yeah, was like no, higher. we're not watching. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it was the lowest uh, ratings in a while. Yeah, right? since two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and th- this is the biggie though. The lowest ratings in two thousand nine, uh, since two thousand nine, yeah. and in the big eighteen to forty nine demographic, where mm. all the advertisers bank on, yeah, you know, for the down five percent, mm. yeah. So not, Man. you know, mm. that's crazy. The young people, yeah, were not watching, not interested. But I mean, like you said, our poll showed that, yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. so maybe some older people, but yeah, hey, it's sad though because apparently uh, there was some good stuff. Yeah, while there was some. Interesting stuff. Yeah. There was some really good. Alicia Keys plays two pianos. Yeah, that at the same awesome. time, not switching back and forth between no. the two, playing them both at the at same, same time, time with one hand on one and the other hand. That's like I don't even begin to say yeah. how impressive that is. Yeah, seriously, so you miss that exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Well, we're gonna go quickly over the winners, the important winners that of the Grammys. Uh, record of the year went to Childish Gambino, This Is Us, or This Is Us, <laughs> This Is America. That was a huge song at the beginning of 2018, so I'm I'm not surprised at all yep. by that one. Album of the year Album winner, the Golden year. Hour by Casey Musgraves, yes, who yes. had a big night. Mm-hmm. She had a big night. She did, she did. Song of the year, it went to, where did, where was it? Oh, this is America again, Donald yep. Glover. And we should say that he, that he, that is, that is a record. He is, it is the first rap song and he is the first rapper yeah. in both those categories to win both those categories. Yeah. So and for apparently this next one is going to be his last album because he's coming to the film side. Yeah. He's going to be yeah. a director and creator. It's going to be, well, I'm excited about that. I mm-hmm. mean, this guy's got a huge future. He no does. doubt about it. Atlanta, it, it, the, everything, yeah. if you ever, if you doubt, you know, ask Keena Ferguson, go live back and listen to that uh, interview. She was exactly. one of our very first guests. Mm-hmm. So it has great stuff to say about Donald Glover yep. and working with him and what he is. Um, best new artist. The winner was, and uh, uh, forgive me if I'm butchering this name, Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Yeah. Uh, winner for best new artist. <laughs> yes, yes. And the p- best pop solo performance. That was Joanne, Lady Gaga. She had a good night, too. Yeah, yeah. She had a huge night. Mm-hmm. Speaking of... Uh, best pop duo group performance was also Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and Bradley Cooper. for Shallow. Yes. Now, there was some controversy about yeah. this. For one, people were kind of like wondering about her performance. Apparently, she put on kind of a rock performance of yeah. Shallow, you know, kind of changed it up. But Bradley wasn't there, so she couldn't exactly. do it as the duo. And then that was the other part of the controversy. Like, why isn't Bradley? Okay, here's what went down, people, if yeah. you didn't watch, in case you weren't aware. BAFTA, which is the British Academy Awards, mm-hmm. was on the same night yeah. as the Grammys. They couldn't be both places, at, but obviously. So Bradley decided to go over to London and represent yeah. the, the movie at the BAFTAs. She stayed and represented the movie at the Grammys. That's cool. They won I mean, both. Yeah, Bradley I mean, Cooper accepted be, yeah. over at the BAFTAs because they also won Best Song yeah. over at the BAFTAs. No controversy. Exactly. They just split up. Yeah. They split the team. They had to go to two places. <laughs> it's all okay. You know, and they both won. It was okay. Yeah. Right? So move on. It's so congratulations. I, that's, that's, if you're going to fill out one of those ballots and send it to us, that's probably your wisest pick. Yeah, just that, saying. That, that's just like saying. a shoe win, I think. You know, <laughs> Shallow for best original song. Yeah. A, if Hell you don't yeah. pick that, you're probably not winning the t-shirt. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> uh, best traditional pop vocal album. This one I was happy about. Uh, Willie Nelson, My yeah. Way. Yeah. 
So cool, yeah. freaking rocking and rolling, man. Yeah. Well into, I don't even know how old he is. No, like, yeah, no, he's, he's up there. He's not stopping though. No, he's not stopping. He's really not. I mean, he's really he's, not. Uh, I mean, yeah. well, he gets stopped a lot. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. the tour bus gets stopped mm, yeah, a lot. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know. It is uh, what it best is. pop vocal album sweetener by ariana grande who wasn't even there know, wasn't there she got into a tiff or she says she didn't they say she did yeah. anyway there was some sort of controversy she didn't show up she did post several instagram and twitter photos wearing the dress she would have worn yeah. as she says to it yeah so you know yeah. but congratulations yeah. that's apparently her. the same producers that got into an argument with Nicki minaj too yeah. so yeah just controversy after controversy and and, and after the big flub, the big flub of leaving Stan Lee out of the in memoriam at the SAG yeah. After Awards. Oh my goodness! The Grammys didn't learn, no, nope. because they left out. Yep, XXX Tatashi on man, yes. that's crazy. Like yeah. after this dude was murdered, they were comparing him to Tupac. So I was just very surprised by this because the young people had a such a cry outcry when he passed, but then you're gonna leave him out of a memoriam, right? Right. So what? And and to finish off the Grammys' stellar night, apparently they were cutting people off in the middle of their speeches, including Drake, Drake. who was in the middle of a really good speech. A really about, good one. You're not. We're not up here to win this. You know, gold. We're not up here to do. We're to here for famous, the fans. Yeah. And if you don't think that you deserve to be here or this or that, I mean, it was a really inspiring speech about people getting out there and attempting to go after yeah, their dreams, and, and then and they cut, cut them off. off. Yeah. And apparently they said, "Oh, we didn't yeah. know you." Because to be fair. He did do a dramatic pause. Did he? And they thought he was finished, (laughs) is what they said, Uh, which is why they... And they offered, I guess, this is what they're saying now, to let him finish when they came back and he declined. Damn. But I mean, yeah, you, know, you, you gotta know. like uh, a dramatic pause. Yeah. Hold a second, just don't don't cue yeah. the music like right away. He's done. Play exactly. the music. I mean, like, you damn. Know. And he was like talking about you don't have to be all sorts of famous to be a hometown hero. You just exactly. have to have the people in your hometown singing your songs. So it was a really good speech. Yeah, it was a great speech. Yeah, it was a great. Speech. <laughs> oh man, and a fluid situation that way. Keep uh, that's keep <laughs> developing. Um. 21 Savage has been released on bond pending that ICE deportation. Yeah. Now, I think he's going to get a work visa. I uh, think he, so, too. He's making I mean, so much money here, and he's so popular here. And, I mean, everybody thought he was from Atlanta. So, I, I, And he has, like, three kids now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think he's going to get a... a really strange story. It is. I mean... It, because it seemed like the government dropped the ball once upon a time. Like, once upon a time. I mean, yeah. like, and we, we were talking about this off the show because that's all we do. We talk all the time about entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, he was arrested a while back on drug charges. Uh, never, you know, they, he was never prosecuted. I mean, yeah. they never found him guilty, you know, yeah. never went to trial or whatever. Um, but when he was arrested, did it not come up exactly. at that point? Was there no red flag in the system yeah. that this guy's visa had expired back then? Exactly. Why just now is that happening? And if that's not the case, I'm concerned. Yeah. Or if it was the case and somebody just overlooked it. Yeah. Like, eh, well, it says he's no visa. Yeah, You exactly. know, it's expired. Uh, what? No. Either way, if they didn't see it and or they saw it and overlooked it, both are a problem. Exactly. Both are a problem. Agreed. So, oh but I feel like I agree with you. Since those drug charges, since that arrest, he's kind of turned things around. Yeah. He's been doing good work in his community. Mm-hmm. He's got a family now. He is making a, you know, so 
I think he's going to get a work visa. I mean, yeah. apparently he's been paying taxes and doing yeah, everything exactly. right. So, you know, I feel like just give him the work visa. Exactly. Let him keep doing Exactly. Like, yeah. But like we said, we will continue to follow the, follow the story and see what happens. But some exciting news coming out of the music world. Chance the Rapper is finally going to drop another album. Oh, my gosh. It's been like three years since its last album. He's going to drop it this summer. Uh, the last album he released was Coloring Book, which streamed... 56 plus million in the first week, which that was exclusively on Apple. That's the first ever independent artist to do that. Yeah. That's really freaking awesome. Yeah. And uh, it peaked at number eight on the Billboard Top 200 albums. And that I believe that was his first official album. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, that's pretty awesome. And this is good because he needs a strong follow up because a lot of people I know, including yourself and Mm, me. Yeah. Not happy with that whole Super Bowl commercial. It was so like, cheesy. No, th- th- no, yeah. So cheesy. We don't want Chance the Rapper with the Backstreet Boys. Nothing against the Backstreet Boys. No. Nothing against Chance the Rapper. It's just not a good mix. It wasn't. It's not a good mix. It, it was, was just a weird commercial it, all the way around. It kind of made me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It was, yes. Uh, like, and it was like weird dust and pink, and pink and like, and like, like what is colors. going on? Did, it, was it was just not, bad yeah, decision. Not don't, a fan. Don't, no. Not, not a fan. Just, just something else that the Super Bowl did not do <laughs> yeah, right, they did man. Not do. No sweet victory. No sweet, sweet, sweet victory. victory. That, that's enough said. <laughs> sweet, sweet failure. That's right. Oh that's God. a sweet, sweet failure. Yeah. Speaking of other failures, um, Fire Festival promoter Billy mm. McFarlane, the mastermind behind this crazy scam. I'm sure you guys have seen the documentaries either on Hulu or Netflix. But this guy has been ordered to pay back nearly $3 million to the loan that he took out from EHL Funding, who they're also asking him to reimburse some attorney fees. I do not blame them. This guy basically scam a whole like generation of rich college kids. Yeah, and on top of the three million, he's also been ordered. Apparently, uh, in the contract, he was he there was thirty percent interest on Oof, top of it. Damn. So he's got to do the three million plus the thirty percent interest. Yeah, and that's been building ever since yeah. the festival. Mm. That interest for every month he didn't pay. Yeah, that thirty percent interest oh, has been piling gosh. on top of it. So it's yeah. insane. Here's like. A, he don't have any money though. Exactly. Like, what, what, I mean, exactly. I think this guy's gonna get convicted. Yeah. I think he's going away. So I don't know if he's gonna be paying off that thirty million until he dies in yeah. the jail cell because his two dollars a day that he'll be making right. from the prison system. Yeah, it's not cutting is, it. It's gonna take a long time yeah. to pay off. And what I, he owes. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Ja Rule comes after him next. That was the yeah. celebrity behind yeah. this whole festival. So and social media influencers. Yeah. Apparently, there were a lot of top models yeah. and a lot of like highly like recognizable. Jenner, yeah. yeah, Kendall Jenner, who also. Felt for this scam yeah. and did ads to promote it and mm-hmm. and uh, completely yeah, fake would, yeah. would not be surprised at all if they all start coming back at him yeah so yeah. man solid. solid so much stuff every week going every on. week it's every so good week going on oh, i man. love it all right now it is time for the guest segment this week oh man we got the one and only Catherine castro coming on this show oh that's gonna be really good we met her out in california when we went to the america 2.0 panel just a really lovely person and i can't wait to talk to her about someday the project she was working with JS. Like it's gonna be great. Yeah, no, she she's for anybody who doesn't know, she did star in uh, America 2.0. Mm-hmm. Also, that's that's yeah, like I said, that's how we kind of met her, and she, she I guess continued the collaboration with JS yeah. and Antonio Lapore. Uh, he talked about her pretty good on the last. You got to check that show out. Yeah, but uh, all right, well, let's call her. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Things were. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Catherine? Hi. Hi. Yes. How are you? Good. 
how are you guys? Happy New Year. Uh, yes, Happy New Year to you too. And yeah, I, I was a little confused. We heard the musical opening right there. I'm like, oh, this is different. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you why. Because I'm sitting, I'm sitting, and I have my laptop open, and so okay. my laptop is also connected with the phone calls. I see. I see. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I was like, but no, hey, we had no other guest has given us a musical opening, so score. <laughs> Well, there you go. I mean, I am Dominican after all. That's true. The music inside us. <laughs> <laughs> well, officially welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh. I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys. Uh, same, same. We're, yeah. we're totally excited. We do, we just let everybody know in your intro that, you know, we, we've got to meet you out in L.A. at the America 2.0 uh, event. Yes. And that was awesome. You were so nice to us out there. We really appreciate that. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? Thank you guys for coming all the way here and supporting us and supporting Jayus and Spencer and everyone. You know, that really means the world to us. It oh, really right. does. More yeah. than people know, the support that that uh, people like you and just the audience in general to to actually put a, um, a face to be able to see them and 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 uh, see them smile and enjoying, you know, the work that we do. That's priceless. So uh, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Our pleasure. Absolutely our pleasure. We just, we thoroughly, we are huge fans. We continue to push. We want a season two. So yes, <laughs> so we definitely want a yeah, season seriously. two. We want to see it on TV too. I mean, I love the whole television for your ears thing, but we want to see this thing. We seriously. See yes. So, <clears throat> I, I agree. I mean, also JS, I, I can't say it enough. I am such a fan of his work. I'm so we met in such a uh, serendipitous way, and um, you know it, it was definitely meant to be. I and, and I'm grateful for it because he is one of the most talented writers I have ever met, and um, and I'm sure one of I'm pretty positive one of the and there's a lot of you know. I'm not throwing any shade or, or um, putting anyone's work down, but Jay is, is one of the most talented writers well, in and, the industry. You know, and what we love about all of y'all, and, and I, I think it has a lot to do with what you just said about JS and that, is I think all of y'all have such a passion for what you guys do. Mm -hmm. And so yes. when you get that many passionate people together and, and who love what they do and who, who want to do it, I mean, it just shows. And I think that came through in America 2.0. Yeah. And we'll talk about someday also your other collaboration with JS because I think it really yeah. shows there too. Um, but I think that's why, and I think that's why the, the podcast resonated so well with uh -huh. so many people is because you could just tell, you, you know, that there was that chemistry there, which was really weird because, you know, we've had several people on from the podcast and they all talk about how, well, we all recorded this and none of us were even in the room Rated, together. Yeah. And yet the yes. chemistry was amazing. Yeah. So it's really yes. one of those weird things. Well, that comes to show you that, you know, the brilliance of JS's work as a writer and, and a director and, you know, and his team as well but yes you're right i think everyone um that was involved in, a, in that project i believe that they just got involved with it because they loved the script so much they loved the idea of it um and this is how i also met spencer and um and his passion for the project as well with js and the chemistry and just everything just came came together so um so just uh, what i like to say magically it just it just 
came together yeah, effortlessly yeah. and how it should be. But everyone was so excited to be uh, to be in the booth, which and that's how I met Jace the first time around. By the way, was another of his projects, and um, and it was in a, a recording booth. Same thing. Oh, nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Spencer's like a big kid when it's America 2.0. Yeah. He was just oh. so enthusiastic and yeah, so seriously. overjoyed to like talk about it. It was amazing. And let me tell you, Spencer is not only is he a a beyond talented and magnificent actor, but he has championed uh, America 2.0. Um, as you know, I mean, I can't even you know, I'm sure you know, um, with so much passion. And um, I was lucky enough that when I was in the booth doing uh, my scene, I got to read uh, with him. Oh, awesome. And so that was, I cannot tell you that first of all, that's a dream come true because I've always been a fan of his work and then getting to meet him and see how an amazing human being he Mm -hmm. is. And then being in the booth first, you know, because he gave us, uh, gave me a few adjustments and that's just like, such a humbling experience that's what you want when Mm -hmm. you're as an actor you want to get these the feedback and you want to get adjustments and you want all of this right um but i actually got to read with him and so that i just feel that that just took my performance to a whole other level like it i feel that it it elevated my it elevated me as an actress Mm -hmm. to be able to work with them that's another thing we heard consistently throughout whenever we talk to anybody from that they've all said that that each everybody kind of elevated the others to 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 their best performances which clearly shows yeah um and i love i, I agree with you first i think he's like a walking talking billboard for america 2.0 i mean <laughs> it's literally I mean, fantastic but i really like i really like what you said though because you know he's been phenomenal for us he he he's promoted us as much as we've promoted you guys and he's just a great but i agree with you wholeheartedly i think one of the best parts about going out there is when we met him and just what a genuinely decent human being this man is yes. and how kind he is i agree with you wholeheartedly on that i think he's just a wonderful person yeah um and and the way he and you know and jay is connected and Absolutely. how they brought this together i mean hats off to them yeah agreed and yeah. Uh, again like we said for anybody who hasn't listened to it go listen to it america 2.0 it is the hottest podcast in the country it really, it really is. is it's so amazing and i have to say i agree with you guys I'd, I'd love to see it i want season two um, and I'd love to see it turn into a TV show. Now, I, I don't know if I would be back in season two, uh, but regardless, it's such a good show Absolutely. as a podcast that we definitely want season two. We, we want more of JS's work out there and yes. definitely uh, love to see it on the screen. Definitely. Wholeheartedly agree. And we're pulling for that. And I bet, you know, even if you didn't show up as the character you were in season one on a TV show, you'd bet JS probably work you in. Get, get oh, you, you know, she oh, well, <laughs> I hope to- I have no doubt. Jay has to be I, I like, sure no, would done. Hope so. This guy's got to be one of the. He's got to be one of the busiest people we've ever seen. I mean, every day he's like this. Yeah, office, at an office, office. Yeah, it's like crazy. He is. <laughs> he is. Well, I have to say. um J.S. is, for me, is one of those uh, writers, directors that whatever he, if he comes to me and says, hey, Kat, I got a role for you, I'm not even going to question what it is. I'm in. Oh, wow. That's Um, awesome. That's how I became, you know, that's how much I believe in his talent and his work and in his brilliance. And, um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, continuing to working with them. Uh, We have another little project that um, hopefully we're going to work on together. Another 
another, you know, again, Jay has just uh, knocked it out of the ballpark with this other script that he just wrote. Um, I can't talk much about it because we're we're kind of like putting it together, but yeah. uh, Antonio's on board and Antonio said That's... that he already wrote the music yeah. for it. Yeah, Antonio kind of I... let it out of the bag when he was on the show with us and he said the same thing. I can't tell you much about it, but it's all there. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> so, so. Oh my God. Well, it's... Um, it's a brilliant script. It's uh, similar to to Sunday. It's also inspired uh, by true events, and this one is I feel is going uh, to touch a chord. Nice. It, it really will. Mm-hmm. And um, we sent it off to Antonio, um, and he loved it. And he already. I haven't heard it. I don't. I don't want to hear the music quite yet. But he already said he wrote the music for it. And so knowing Antonio, and by the way, I met also Antonio at the same time that I met JS. Awesome. Um, and um, I've been a fan of his work ever since. And so uh, I met JS and Antonio, and then we brought him along, you know, to on Sunday. And then getting to work with him again on America 2.0. And now another one. I, I, think, I, I think I found my team. Yeah, yes, yeah, it seriously. sounds like it. Yeah. And look, we're gonna throw out the same invite because we are. We already told Antonio, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call JS and make it happen. Right, like <laughs> when this when this project you can't talk about happens, we want the three of you on all at the same time. And and, oh and we're gonna God. talk about it, you know, and we'll have a big old yes. party about it, and it'll be awesome. So, be great, you know. We, yes. You know, we're making the move out to LA soon, so we'll do it in person. We'll do the whole thing in person. Oh, we'll amazing. do it, and it'll be amazing. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, all, all I can say is that um, the script is pretty mind blowing. Awesome. Well, I can't wait then. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we, we wow. I, I I had this whole thing about how we were going to start out, and then it went all into America 2.0. Right. That's okay. Cause it's we fine. It's, <laughs> so of we'll, we'll just rearrange the rundown here a little bit. <laughs> What it's we okay. like to do, uh, Kat, to start out with is tell people how you got into the industry. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Well, um, for me, just um, it, it, I started as a dancer. Um, I started. I became a dancer. I started dancing when I was five years old, and um, I started performing on stage and uh, just becoming different characters. Um, I did some musicals, you know, song and dance, tap dance, ballet, gymnastics, and um, it just felt like the right thing to me. It felt like that where I felt I felt like home. Anytime I was performing, anytime I was on stage, anytime I was. Uh, doing anything artistically uh, creative, it felt like home. And um, now I read and somewhere very... I read somewhere that you got involved in the gymnastics and the dancing and stuff because there was a balance problem when you were young, and yes. your parents kind of is that is that how you got into that? Yes, I had I had a minor disability. Basically, I had zero balance and coordination. Um, I would you know walk two three steps and and fall. Mm-hmm. Um, My I little was... brother was like that, but it had nothing to do with the balance problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was just a clutch, but you know. he, was, he was just clumsy. Yeah, just clumsy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yes, they and so my parents noticed that I I kept falling. I had bruises all over my legs, and and um, they became concerned because it 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 was on a regular basis. Basically, that was the way that I walked. And they took me to a doctor, and they said, you know, your daughter is fine this will be corrected if you just enroll her in dance lessons hmm. and I kid you not um when we found the dance school 
I lived in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, that was my first experience with dance. Um, I, I've I've always been very shy, and I'm the only girl amongst three boys. Oh, okay. So I've always been like in in my own little cocoon, in my own little world. Mm-hmm. And when I arrived to the dance school and saw what was going on, I felt like I felt home. I said, "Okay, this is this is it. This is okay. This feels where I kind of like where I belong." And um, and then one thing led to another. I I broke out of my shell. I got the coordination almost um, immediately. Um, they put us on stage. They put me on stage pretty much like two or three weeks into dancing. Out of all the kids, I was the only one at five years old. I was the only one following the choreography. All the nice. other kids wow. were just doing their own thing on stage. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt that I, I found what um, being a kid made me feel like a kid, made me feel, you know, happy and, and alive and, and that I belonged because being amongst three brothers, um, you know, there wasn't really, I just, I was by myself all the time. I've never been someone to have many, many friends. I've always been kind of a loner. Yeah. And so there it, it felt, it just felt amazing. That's, and well, so it, one thing led to another and then I just, you know, I knew at that, I knew then that that's what I wanted to do. And well, and it clearly worked out. I mean, and and quickly because uh, by seventeen you're hosting a daily variety show, yeah. which is impressive yes. at seventeen. I couldn't even tell you what I was doing at seventeen. Probably nothing like hosting a variety. <laughs> right. show. It wasn't even on the radar. Um, so <laughs> I mean, that's somebody who's clearly got goals. Yeah. Like you know, so that's impressive. What was that like? I mean, that's got to be interesting at seventeen to be hosting a variety show. Yes, it's interesting. It's very interesting. It was quite an experience. It's um. It was in the Dominican Republic, and it was a live TV show. One of them was live, and then another one was a weekly thing. The live one was very interesting because the script was very, um, it was a very loose script, and everything was pretty much um, improvised. So any guests that come or anything that we're going to talk about, um, we need to we needed to do our own research. And that's how I got also involved with journalism. I, I, I got my degree in journalism. But hosting, uh, for me, hosting, it was interesting. It showed me another aspect of somewhat acting because mm-hmm. you're you know you're you're putting on uh you're performing still even if it's you're being yourself you're performing it didn't quite fulfill me because it wasn't creative enough for me it was you know and again no disrespect to anyone who's a host it takes a massive amount of skills to be on live tv show and be on your tiptoes and and you know improvise if you don't have a script it takes um so many skills and 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 you have to be intelligent and you have to be informed and you have to be you have to know about everything um but it just it wasn't my thing so i i took it for what it was it was a great experience i learned a lot i learned a lot on how tv worked in the dominican republic mm-hmm. um but i knew that that what i wanted to do was acting oh, so you and make so, the move right you make the move to la so i made the move to la without knowing anyone at all in los angeles i have never been in la i come here first and spend about a summer you know three months sure and went to new york film academy and kind of like was trying to see what would it be like 
um, to be here without any family, without any friends, if I would break out of my cocoon, mm-hmm. placing myself in a completely different uh, city because I had been in the United States. And um, it was difficult to kind of like break out of the cocoon, but I, I felt comfortable um, because I was amongst a group of other people that, you know, we had similar goals and similar views. And I went back to the Dominican Republic and then I said, that's it. Um, you know, I'm picking up my stuff and I'm going to Los Angeles. There you so go. about a year, a year and a half after I was back in L.A. And we should clarify for anybody who doesn't know, I think that New York Film Academy has a branch in L.A. Yes. <laughs> yes, the, yes. The listeners are like, wait, yes. she went to L.A., but then she went to the New York Film Academy. Like what? Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. I would get that all the time. Yes. The New York Film Academy is a university. It's a film school. That's right. <laughs> um, And they have a complete program, you know, for directing, acting, writing. It's a it's a film school. Yeah. Full mm-hmm. on film university and um and then when i came back it was pretty you know you living the life of a student again after being you know graduated in the Dominican republic and you know starting again and being a student that was quite interesting it was many hours of work and studying it was so hands-on um it was exhausting <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it would finish at 10 o'clock at night but that's you know that's what it is yeah. because mm-hmm. as an actor you're using your instrument is you you entire exactly. body yeah exactly um so that was uh, that was a huge uh, leap and 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 a great uh, learning experience and that's that's the word we use all the time too mm-hmm. and uh, we commend you like everybody that we talk to about making the leap because i think so many people for whatever reason don't have the courage or don't you know they want to do this but they just it's for whatever reason don't take that leap and go and i feel like we've also heard from a lot of our guests that it's it's like the rite of passage mm-hmm. you have to go through la you yeah. have to pay your dues there yeah um, it's a scary thing but if you're gonna do it you gotta do you it got to. and you know and so for everybody who makes that leap and has the courage to make that leap we just we can't say enough how important that is um Thank to be you. able to do that um and then you started I mean, oh no go ahead oh i was just i was just gonna say like when i did it i um i didn't think about I didn't really think about about the obstacles, although I had everything against me. Everything that you can imagine against yep. me, I had it. For me, it was an issue, a matter of like, I just have to do it. Um, and now looking back, and I can see now, wow, I did this. I, lived, I left the comfort of my home. I left something, you know, secure that I had to go into this unknown world. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I wouldn't have had it any different. The people, you know, I've made a family here, um, amazing friends. I met you guys. You know, JS is like family to me now. So uh, these are things that are are worth um, that leap. No, oh, absolutely. Definitely. Every time, and I, I, we talk about this all the time. It's like you know, the worst thing is you go back to your comfort. Yeah, you, you know, you try, but how do you? If you don't make the leap and you never try, how do you know? You know, and I mean, yes. like, so you you got to kind of do it. And and but but the thing also for me is that going back into my comfort zone and going back home, that was never an option. Exactly. That for me, was just never an option. There's like, there was only planning. Yep. (laughs) No. And I love that. And I think that's the difference between the people who succeed and the people who do not is that they write that off. It's like, no, I'm going and I'm never going back. And no matter what the struggle I stay and I see it through. And, and I think that's the difference. That's the people who succeed and the people who don't. Uh, it, I mean, it's great. And then, so you you also trained with with a fairly popular or hugely famous uh, acting coach, correct? 
Aaron Spicer. Yeah. Oh, um, Carol. Well, I trained with Carol D'Andrea also from the original cast of uh, West Side Story mm-hmm. from the Broadway. Oh, that li- that uh, little but- project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you know that little. Did you hear about it? Ever? Yeah, yeah, no. I think a few um, people have heard about it. Yeah, you know this song. Uh, I like to live in America. Rita <laughs> yeah. Moreno. Yes. Does it ring? Not really. Huh? Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I had the um, the pleasure of, of training with Carol D'Andrea. Um, but Aaron Spicer really is quite a master. I can't say enough about him. Just thinking about him and and just saying his name, I literally have goosebumps all over. This man is a master of the craft. He understands human behavior like none other. It's like it's it's so visceral um, that you feel it because it is visceral. You feel it also in your body. That's how good he is. It's like he's he's a magician. Um, and even when I'm on set, one of the, he's like that little voice inside my head, um, where when I'm figuring out a character or, or I'm on set, I would, it's almost like I hear him talking to me. It's like, what would Aaron be telling me? Right. You know, what would he be doing? He's, he's that amazing. And you still he, train with him, correct? Yes, I do. With him, I train privately. Excellent. And I mean, because I think that's another thing that we hear from a lot of our guests, uh, especially guests that who are in front of the camera acting. So is the consistent you're always training yeah. you're always perfecting oh, you, the craft you're always try, you know attempting to learn more and i think that's so important always always it's almost like you're you're always breathing right you're always living exactly right, right? Exactly. yeah you're alive so so it's like that's it's the same thing mm-hmm. um and training and preparation is so important but also having the right teacher that's mm-hmm. someone that you connect with on that level right um because i i can say you know aaron is the best coach coach he you know he has this amazing understanding of human behavior and he knows how to get me there um but you know for some people maybe they don't feel that way Mm -hmm. um so finding definitely the person that that you look up to that you feel that trust and that connection with that that you can completely be um let yourself go because with this with acting you need to let yourself go let go of all the judgments and uh, for me, it, it was Aaron. It, it definitely was. And also, you know what? Living life. Yes. There's no better teacher than living life. Go That's out right. there, live life, have all the disappointments fall down. All of these experiences are going to make you a better actor, believe it or not, because you what you will then pull from real experiences. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. We talk about that on a daily basis yeah. about how you just got to go out there and take chances and take leaps and live life. And yes. even if, I mean, sometimes the biggest mistakes or the biggest mess ups are the things that teach you the most. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, if you don't get out there and live, how do you, you just got to do it. Exactly. And I, I like what you said too about uh, about finding the right person. I think it goes back to what you were talking about earlier with with JS yes. and Antonio. And yes. When you find that right group that you know you're always going to get the best and uh-huh. they're going to elevate yes. you, that's a special feeling. So to be yes. able to get it, that it collaboration, is, it's, it's quite magical. If I'm honest with you, it feels. I know I've used this word. Uh, I used it earlier, but that really is how it feels. It feels magical because you're all vibrating. Um, you're all on the same vibration and you're all on the same page. And it's almost like with JS and I, 
we joke all the time. It's like we talk telepathically. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we're texting each other about something. We're texting the same thing. Yeah. It's like we, we had this running joke that he was going to direct me by just looking at me <laughs> without hilarious. saying a word. Because I, that's, I could totally that's see also, that happening. Too. Okay. Yeah, totally the level of trust. Yeah, absolutely. We feel the same way, though. I mean, I can I can honestly say that I feel the same way about the group of people that I get to do what I love to do every day with. It's just when you find those right people and you can yes. connect and you love what you do and you have fun doing it and everybody's on the same page, it just makes everything so much better and so much more. I agree with you, magical. I mean, it just makes it and, fun. And you used the key word, fun. Yes. You guys have fun. Mm-hmm. That's so important. It exactly. is. If you're not having fun, then, you know, you're, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about, let, let, let's jump in because if for anybody also, and we'll post this again, I post it all the time, but uh, we'll post the trailer to someday. It's on the festival yeah. circuit right now. It's yes. it's a really fascinating, and it, it's kicking ass on the festival circuit, by the way. Um, but we'll post the trailer again so you can see it. But I thought this was a really interesting story. And we'll get into it a little bit because you're uh, in front of and behind the camera uh, on yes. this one. But it, the premise is basically these two strangers meet on this 14-hour flight from Sydney to Los Angeles. Yes. And the one, the, one the, the gentleman is like a famous composer, but the, the girl has no idea who he is. Just this yep. is a stranger she meets on a plane. And they basically, over this 14-hour trip, start talking and pour their hearts out to each other and kind of fall in love on this 14-hour trip. Uh, exactly. It's to me that's a great idea. That's just such you know an original concept. And then the way that JS and, and you and we'll get into that craft this <laughs> story because to tell a story where it's one location and you're like on a you know plane yeah. and this is like your yeah. setting. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah, that's I mean well. people yes. people and love. Uh, that's why um, he's the writer and um, the director of the movie. Because once I had this idea, because it's inspired by something and experience that I had, um, I posted it on social media, and um, I was I was looking. I posted. I does anyone know a writer? Um, I had you know I had met JS. I had worked with them, but you know times passes and you sometimes you forget sure. he saw my post and he reached out it's like hey cat i'm a writer and then maybe i can help and that's when i knew that he is the right person mm-hmm. we talked about it and one week later he's like you know i'm, I'm a little busy right now but the moment give me some time uh, and I'll, I'll get back to you and let me know if you like it he came back to me you know just a few days later and he he got it he just he put it on paper he understood the story and he's like well yeah you know good luck with that I'm like no you're directing it <laughs> you, I want you to be the director we've been because we kept running into each other at events yeah and we kept saying we need to work together we need to work to you know we need to work together again and I said I told him this is it we've been talking about doing something together this is it you have to direct it no one else can do it mm-hmm. and um yes he he wrote it uh, so beautifully and interlaced the story and understood the characters um and the beauty of this is that anyone can relate to it anyone can relate to meeting someone uh that you felt that you have a connection with and that you feel that you've known for the longest time right where you Agreed. let all your guards down mm-hmm. and you just have that connection mm-hmm. and in the case of adam and, and Mel- melody i like to say that they had this affair of the mind they connected heart and soul mm-hmm. and this affair uh, lasted the length of the fight, and and it, again, it wasn't even physical. It was just a soul to soul connection. That that's why it's so much more beautiful. 
um, because it's a real connection and, and you don't know when you're going to see this person again because the flight is about to end. What happens when we land? Right. And so that's the beauty of it. It really is. And then just the way it was crafted. I mean, it, JS is directing, obviously, but then just the production design, the the, the camera oh. shots, the music, oh. just everything crafted so well to progress this yeah. story along. Yeah, you know, Thank it's you. just beautifully done. It's it's really beautifully done. Thank you. Well, I, I can't take credit for that. I um that I have to give it to JS because uh, you know I as a director I wanted him to feel comfortable and and work with his team, mm -hmm. and that was the best gift ever because he brought the best team. Our DP mm -hmm. is to die for. George Resner is so talented and such a loving human being, and again. Uh, JS, again, everyone that was there, same as America 2.0, was there because they wanted to work with JS because they loved the... Uh, mm -hmm the script and then he brought along Antonio. So I have to I have to credit um Jace for that because he brought the entire team together and um you know the production team and and they did what they're best at. Oh, and that's the beauty. You get the team, you get the best at what they do and you let them do their work. Don't interfere. Mm -hmm. Right? Um and so yeah, and, and I had some help also from from one of my producers, Anivan Morales, who was who loved the story from the beginning. He's a really good friend, mm -hmm. and he jumped on board. Also, so again, with someday, we're all so proud of you know how well it's done um, in the festivals, how people have received it, and uh, that people are loving it. And it's still going to festivals. We just got accepted at another festival. It's going to be screening at the Chinese Theater and. Here in Los Angeles. Oh, awesome. very nice. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, and we also got recently um, a distribution offer. So someday is getting some love. So, you know, let's see. Yeah. yeah let's and see that's where, good where news. Where we're going with this. Yeah, definitely. You'll have to let us know uh, how that works out because I know there's a ton of people who want to see this film. So a distribution yes. deal is a good thing. Uh, and you'll yes, definitely have to you. let us know. Um, for sure. So you well, and so okay. What else you got coming up? Because well, now we know you've got the we can't talk about it project, right? <laughs> yes, with with JS um, and and well, we're, we're bringing back our team together with JS uh, with George. He already said um, you know he loved it, right? And Antonio. So that is going to be a dream. Fantastic. Working on that is it's it's a different tone from someday, but nonetheless, it's going to be. A dream to be on set with with the same people again with you know with my with my writer mm -hmm. director uh, composer and George and everyone um, and in the summer I'm shooting I'm very excited because I'm part of a film called uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right so forgive me my uh, Chinese <laughs> friends uh, we call it in the Dominican Republic Chofan which is fried rice Chofan the movie is mm -hmm. um, oh my god I actually <laughs> I haven't made any announcements yet. oh shit uh, breaking so news. breaking news oh, oh, yeah <laughs> yeah I have okay I have not made well there's an amazing movie that I'm a part of. It's the first official production, uh, co-production between China and the Dominican Republic. Oh, uh, now oh that wow. We have established diplomatic relationships, uh, relations. Um, it's a beautiful story, mm -hmm. and um, I'm really looking forward to being uh, on set for that one. It's going to shoot in the Dominican Republic and in China. So, awesome. um, so uh, that's something I'm looking forward to. And, and um Another feature film, um, 
I'm very excited about that one as well because it's being directed by a really good friend of mine, uh, Kick-Ass uh, female director, Kayla Tabish. Nice. Um, she's also put together, she's a writer and a director. Um, her last film did amazing at the film festivals and uh, this one she has an amazing cast and um, also, you know, shooting uh, this year. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, how the year is going to unfold and um, and being on set and doing what I love. Yeah, fantastic. And don't worry, we, we won't tell anybody about that other one except <laughs> no, no, for the of tens of thousands of people <laughs> listening. But it's okay. You're just, shh, we won't say. <laughs> you promise you're going to keep the secret. Oh, yeah, no. You know us. Uh, we keep I... secrets, don't we? <laughs> yes. Yes. No one will ever no know. No one will ever oh, know. No. We'll just edit that right out. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that just comes so like how comfortable I feel with you guys that I just I'm just talking about it like I'm talking with my friends. Oh, you know oh. I'm doing. And I just remember that we haven't made any announcements. I haven't made any announcements yet. So, sorry, Maria Victoria. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. And we feel the same way. You know, you've, uh, you're have you just a, such a gem. And, and all of you guys, and just it, it's our pleasure to have you guys on as often as we can have you. It, I mean, we, we love talking to y'all. And we share, we just, I think the connections are because you guys, like I said from at the beginning of this, you're so passionate about what you do. And you have a joy about yourselves and, and, and just... You can tell you're a lot of fun and you love what you do and that just kind of shares with everybody that you're involved with and that you meet and we just love you guys to death. Thank you. Thank you so, so much again. I can't thank you enough for your support. It it really means the world to us. Um, it It's... It, it, I, I'm actually, I'm out of words. Uh, I, I feel uh, incredibly grateful, you know, to have met you guys and and to be a part of whatever JS does and, and to see how people are receiving it and that people get to see um, his brilliance and, and with America 2.0, with the entire cast. And, and I was so honored to work with um, so many talented people um, and to see again how you guys love it it means the world. So thank you. Thank you for your support. Well, thank you for the kind words, honestly. And and like I said, we we can't – we're happy to support it and, and be behind it. We, yes. We just – yeah. yeah so. Well, I can't wait to see you guys again in L.A. Yes. yes. Definitely. May. We're headed out there in May permanently, so. Oh, permanently. Oh, yeah. Permanently. No, yeah. Well, I'm coming out in April for my birthday. We're going to do a little birthday thing out there in April. But, yeah, we're, we're making the permanent move in May. So Nice. Yeah. Well, then maybe, okay, so maybe, maybe we get, we'll we get to have you guys um, on our set. Who knows? Oh, that for would that, be that phenomenal. That one project that we can't talk about just yet. But yeah. Of course, you know? of course. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that secret to edit that out. Right <laughs> Yes, please. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you are you are just a blast to talk to. You are wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> well, listen. Well, okay, we're gonna let you go because you know we know you're busy and you got a lot of stuff going on and everything. But open invite anytime you want to come back on and join us for a segment or just talk or whatever. Open invite anytime you want. You're more than welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys again. I love you. Thank you for your support, and I look forward to seeing you on your birthday uh, in, in April. Yes. And I'm looking forward to seeing everyone in your permanent move in May. Awesome. We will be waiting for you guys here. Oh, we appreciate that. We're looking forward to it, too. Thank you. Oh. Thank you, and have a great rest of the week, and send you muchos besos y abrazos. <laughs> Gracias. de <laughs> nada. <laughs> All right, take care now. We'll be in touch. All right, tell me someone. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Well, epic.
yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And breaking news. Whoops. But yeah, how awesome though. I, I love that she felt comfortable enough to share. Yeah, that. exactly. Like, you know, just just sitting here it. talking to her friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, I really do good. like though how just they're all just like the most amazing people. Yeah, um, and they support each other like crazy. Yeah, like yeah. every interview we've had with someone from America 2.0, like it. That everybody's been supporting each other like amazing. Yeah, I, I, I think that's why we click so well with them. On, if, yeah. if I'm being honest, they have just like this really great group of people yeah. that work so well together. And yeah. I feel like us too. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. it's you a know, great thing. It is. All it right. is. Yeah. All right. Now it is time for the one and only Sam Medina. Who am I coming am back I? on the show? <laughs> that's right. His second appearance. Yeah. Second appearance inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Uh, I'm excited about this, I am man. Too. Alita, Battle Angel, yeah. and he's directing his first yeah, feature making film. The transition. Yeah, so he was so fun the last time. Yeah, man. I, I, he just always brings. The I gotta energy. say, one of my favorite guests. Oh, by far, yeah, mine too. Seriously, and I know the listeners all agree. I mean, they loved it, so I'm excited. Let's give him a call. Hell yeah! Thanks, man. Sam Medina, welcome back inside the Crazy Ant Farm, man. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing great, man. How are you guys, man? Oh, oh we're doing, doing phenomenal, awesome, brother. <laughs> exactly. First, we want to say thank you for joining us again, and we want to let you know that your first interview with us is got to be one of the biggest shows we've had. The fans absolutely yeah. loved you, man. They talked about you for weeks afterwards with that interview. Yeah. So we, we can't say thank you enough for coming back yeah, on. Seriously. They were thrilled to hear that you were coming back on. No, man. I mean, really, I thank you and, and your partners and, and, and the fans out there because... Like I said, without them, without you guys, you know, we're not doing the movie without, you know, helping us promoting it. So I think it goes hand in hand with everybody that's working together, you know? Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Look, we've even adopted your line when you were talking about Mark Wahlberg and his workout. And you were like, who am I not to do it? You know, we that's our that's kind of our like our motto yeah. now is like whenever we're going up against something, we're like, well, who am I? We got to do this. You know, exactly. so it's it's become a catchphrase, man. And, and we just we can't we love it, man. Yeah, man. Well, you know, thank you, man. Like I said. I think we all need to uh, find different inspirations uh, to do what we have to do every day. So that's right. You know, whatever it is that it works, you know what I'm saying? You definitely want to keep, you know, hang on to that and, you know, dig deep and find yourself, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, let's get down to it. Yeah. Uh, your, your movie opened yesterday. You got a biggie, man. Alita Battle Angel. Let's talk about this because, oh man. It is insane. <laughs> um, I, uh, me and my wife, we came back from um, from the red carpet for Alita Battle Angel, and it was, I mean, it was, it's, it's the best up to date so far with my experience, man, um, uh, with, with the red carpet. I can't wait, you know, for the rest of the world to see it. Mm -hmm. You know, if the movie came out yesterday, but, you know, all you guys get to the theaters, believe me, you would not be disappointed. I mean, I, I literally had tears in my eyes, you know, and I'm normally a tough dude, man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> So people, people kind of looking over at me at the premiere. We're watching it in, in um in Westwood. They're like, "Wow, you know, this guy, you know, he he's not a tough guy mm -hmm. at all." But yeah, you know, I think that if you're a human being and you watch this movie, uh, the people are gonna fall in love with her because it's the classic you know, underdog type of film where yeah. I, I find that the reason why it's one of the best movies you're going to see, you know, really this first quarter of the year is it's heroic, man. It's, it's the girl Alita, you know, she's your classic person just like you and I and everybody in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, 
you know, at some point you need to find your own identity and you don't know who you are. You don't know who you want to become or mm-hmm. what you want to become, you know? That's right. And, 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 and Alito takes us through that journey of what do I want to do with my life? Who mm-hmm. do I want to become, man? And, and her journey that, that goes through to find herself, dude, it is incredible, man. Oh my God. It was like, it was spectacular. You have to see it in 3D. 3D. Oh, okay. All right. Absolutely. This is why I love talking to you, Sam, because you bring insight that, you know, that a lot of people, I think a lot of people look at this and they see the trailer and they go, oh, wow, this, the, the, uh, you know, special effects and the, yeah. and the, the CGI and all the, it's going to be an epic sci-fi, ba- but you bring humanity to it, man. Exactly. You're like, no, this is a story about a girl coming to age and finding out who she is. Mm-hmm. And like, I love the way you describe mo- things and, and just, now see, that's a whole different aspect to go see this movie yeah you're thinking why would i see this on valentine's day that's why right there it's like he brings a a great description man great description hell yeah thank you i mean it's just you know the way the way robert rodriguez you know who is the director and then james cameron Mm -hmm. who is the original you know writer with with this whole thing and, and that's what it's about yes there's a lot of cgi and there's a lot of nice you know, action sequences and and, and visual effects is out of this world. But at the end of the day, the reason why you and the fans and everyone are going to love Alinta is because it was her acting. It's not just a robotic thing. Right. It's not just an anime character that's being developed. Mm -hmm. I mean, she had like, I mean, I give it to her, man. Well, you know, Rosa, she, she had like two HD cameras on a helmet in front of her face while she's acting with like, hundred dots on her face. Oh, right. Wow. I mean, that's got to be very tough. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm watching her as we're acting across from one another on set. And I only have to imagine because we were doing everything in blue screen, you know, but for right. her, she has this helmet on. And, and, and so when you see Alita, you don't just see a, 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 a creation of an anime cartoon character, mm-hmm. but you see the human, the human life come out of it. And mm-hmm. I think that's why, when you see the film, you, you're going to be very, very touched by it, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I saw the behind-the-scenes documentary where they were where they were showing how that process took yeah. place. And yeah, that's just unreal. But I think they were able to capture Rosa. Not You're, you're right, because when I'm watching it, you see her. You really yeah. do see her, yeah. which is just incredible to me how they were able to do that. Oh, well, you know, James Cameron, he was... He was waiting. I mean, it's been over 10 years, man, what, what he had this project, but he explained to us that, you know, the technology, what he wanted to bring human emotion and human life into not just an mm-hmm. anime live action film, he couldn't do it even when they did the first Avatar. But mm-hmm. now, you know, Rita, the, the, the company that, that handles all his, his uh, Avatar series, they're able to do this with Alita, and, and, and it's amazing, man. It's just it's a combination of everything, and I think that they were very smart keeping it like the anime characters because a lot of people say, well, you know, when you do anime character, you, you, you stray away so much from the book and the, and, and the comics. So I believe that James Cameron and, and Robert Rodriguez and the whole team at WETA, they, they did an amazing job of like putting all the combinations together the right way, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so this this is what your second or third time working with Rodriguez, right? Yes, I did uh, Machete Kills. I did From Dusk to Dawn. Um, this is, you know, this is the third time. Third time's a charm, man. And um, it was it was fantastic. And, you know, just so you guys know, I am, you know, interviewing and auditioning for Robert Rodriguez right now to be one of his, you know, uh, up-and-coming directors as well for El Rey Network. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's more, there's more dragons for me to slay. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely.
I can totally yeah, see we- you making that move. Yeah, I, you you scream director to me. Yeah. You have such a passion for what you do. It, it seems like just the natural next step. Well, you know, I've been I've been I've been blessed, man. I, I've worked extremely hard, as you guys know my story from the beginning when we first talked. Yep. But it's also because I watch and study all the masters and what they do, man. I don't just sit and just you know drink my little latte, you know, in the tent. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like, right. I'm hands on. I am. I am. I'm behind the camera, guys. When I'm not filming mm-hmm. i want to see what kind of lenses they use you know what f-stop you know what, what filters Hell i yeah. go over to the dit section you know the digital image uh um digital, uh, why am i saying why am i fumbling digital <laughs> imaging technician there you, you know, go i want to see them do the color correction mm. what's it look like in the monitor versus what it's going to possibly look like in, in the post right. i mean i i talk to the grip department i talk to the electric department you know props all of them, man, because because in order for me to be an efficient director and prolific director, I need to understand every department and on every set. That's what I do, man. You'll never find me, you know, stupid a latte. You know, you're gonna find me behind the crew mm-hmm. and find out what is Learning. it that they do best. You know, absolutely. I, I I'm so glad you said it because you know, in our industry news, we were talking about the Academy's decision to not show cinematographer and editor, you know, on the award show uh, on air this time, and we were talking about how it's kind of a diss to the below the line people. Yeah, and I think you're so right. I mean, without all of those people, and you bring it up, the grip department and digital and and a camera and all there is no movie without these people and you can't yeah i mean it's so much respect for you that you do that and you take the time to not only learn your craft and be a scholar of your craft but also to recognize and appreciate what these people do as well i mean all these people come with their expertise man the cinematographer the lighting the mood i mean the whole night and the editor you know and the editor is the person who can give you an award-winning performance or they can mess you up and and to to not have an editor and the cinematographer to be presented in the awards, it, it's, it's, it's ludicrous, man, because, you know, you don't have a movie. I don't care what kind of movie you shoot. It, it's just going to be in the can if you don't mm-hmm. have an editor. Exactly. Agreed. Exactly. <laughs> we, we agree a thousand percent. Yeah, we were just talking about how they can basic, basically make or break a film. Yes. Yes, they do. They make or break a film, believe me. Uh, the reason why I love editing my own film is because you get to create, recreate the magic, re- retell the story once you film it and you're in post-production. You sit back and you don't have the chaotic stuff with on set where right. now you get to retell your story the way you want and you piece together you know, the, the perfection of, 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 of performance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without cinematographer, without editor, without really 100 people on crew, we don't have a film, you know? Yeah. We just have... You know, footage is, it's not a film. It's not a master piece of art. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I got to tell you, that's exactly why you're going to make a great director, Sam, Mm -hmm. because you understand that and you and you are going to have so many people want to work with you because of that attitude and because of that approach. Yeah. You're just going to be lining up people left and right, my friend. Seriously. No, I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I am inspired to be like, like uh, Ben Affleck, you know, he was such an amazing actor Mm -hmm. and a director and I'm like him, you know, I'm an actor's director. So when you are for your actors, you're going to bring the best performance out of them because they help you tell the story, you know? Right. Um, and that's, that's, what, that's, that's where I'm heading. 
you know? Oh, absolutely. We're excited for you, man. I, I think the future is just wide open. It's going to be huge for you. Yeah, it, exactly. it really is. So let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, Codename the Dragon. Is, it, is this one of the features you're getting ready to direct? I have another project before that. Okay. Oh, snap. I just finished a, a film with, uh, with some of my new family members in Spain uh, called Ron Hopper's Misfortune, and I play across Benny Jones. Oh, and, okay. And, and, and yeah, so I just came back from you know from Spain with them, and I'm in line to direct their next uh, feature film um, called Viper: The Lost Mission, and that's going to be in May first. So I'm going to be directing that first. So you oh, guys wow. are the first exclusive people, yeah, that know about Viper and awesome. The Lost Mission. Yeah, oh, man. heard it well, here first, you, bro. We love when you drop stuff on the, like exclusive stuff. That's fantastic. Exactly, man. and of course, when it gets closer, course, you're gonna have to come back on. Oh, absolutely. We got to hear all about it when it happens. So you got to come back on and tell us. Yo, it's gonna be heroic. It's gonna be action packed, and 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 I can't wait until you guys. Can, can see some footage. We are, we're prepping. We're oh, still prepping in May. And we'll shoot everything in, in Morocco. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely exciting. And then I know you guys don't know this, but I, um, back in November and December, I also directed a, a, a uh, you know, TV series. I did the last... Uh, the last uh, season, um, the last half of the season called Sons of Thunder, that's going to be on Pure Flix. Um, and I directed, you know, four out of the eight episodes, and I did second unit directing and everything. Oh, nice. So that's going to be coming out soon, too, as well. Wow, that's brother. fantastic, man. Congratulations, yeah, dude. seriously. hardcore. Yeah, like, rocking and rolling, yeah. for real. Man, listen, I don't I don't stop. I don't sleep, man. I, I am up, and I am grinding, and I'm hustling. And, and that's, you know, that's what it takes. You know what I mean? They just feel grinding man and i you know and that's the thing that people i think people don't understand that you know for us in the industry you know what set the great one from the good one it's just your willingness to go to the distance where most people do not most people can can they're, they're, they're kind of content you know what i mean it's like yeah I, you can look to the left side and you can appreciate what you've accomplished but what about look to the other side and be like well i got a lot more to do mm -hmm. and, and and a lot of people they just kind of sit back and I don't sit back. You can sit back. I do not let off, you know, my foot on the gas pedal, dude. I'm, you know, pedal to the metal. That's what I do. Yeah, Hell absolutely. yeah. You're such an inspiration, man. Every Seriously. time we talk to you, you just inspire the hell out of us. To yeah, like, we like, need to work harder. We I'm, need to be I'm pumped up right now. Like, <laughs> exactly. like <laughs> you, you have to, man. You, you have to. You have to find that will. That will. You know what I mean? And then you know that's. I love that quote from from you know Muhammad Ali. You know, champions. You know, they're made from something within. You got to find that within yourself. You yes. know, and, and that you need to go find that every single day. And and believe me. After I, I spoke, I was able to speak to James Cameron about making films, bro. Oh, right? Man. Like that's that's, that's so, so crazy. epic. I mean, <laughs> if you look at if you look at my social media for someone to capture the moments of me discussing making films with one of the great masters, holy right. crap, dude. I was I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you're having a conversation. I'm like, I'm trying to jump out of myself and pinch myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I am speaking with James Cameron right now. And it was fantastic, dude. The whole, I mean, cast and crew, they were, they were amazing, amazing. Of course, you know me, you know, me and Robert Rodriguez, we got definitely that, that love for one another mm -hmm. and that's working. But the rest of the cast, man, I'm going to tell you, it was amazing to work with them and then see them on the red carpet again. You know, and one of the guys that I look up to the most is Christoph Waltz. Yes. Who played 
who played Dr. Ito. And I mean, dude, I mean, he's fantastic. He man. is oh, fantastic, Oh, man. yeah, he's amazing. He, he really absolutely. is. Absolutely. And, and Marcelo Ali is in this. Yeah. And, like, Jessica Chastain. There's a huge cast yeah. in this film. He plays our boss. He hires us to... Uh, you know, to do dirty work. Oh, uh, wait, wait a minute now. Come on, you're telling us Stinger's a bad guy? Right. Not Sam Medina, a no. bad guy, huh? <laughs> Listen, I'm, I made a point to make my career as the bad guy. As the bad <laughs> guy. You are the bad guy. I will tell you that right now. You are the bad guy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, listen, I know I'm not going to be like Ryan Gosling and get the girl at the end, so I embrace my bad boyness. There you go. There you go. But the, life needs a bad boy. I you mean, you yeah. do. I mean, come on. Let's be honest about it. Exactly. The, the big question is, does Sam Medina die? Because Sam Medina dies in everything, exactly. so we got to know, does Sam Medina die? Like, <laughs> Well, in my contract with my agents and manager, we normally ask the producers and the directors, how do Sam Medina die? <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. It, it, it's it's, it's got to be written in the contract that you die in some sort of an epic exactly. manner, right? Like, it, it has to be epic. Because... It's inevitable that I will die. I'm too bad for them to let me leave because then they'll have to make Oh my gosh, that's great. Oh man, that is so good. That is so good. I, I, I make sure, and me and my agents and my manager make sure that look, how does Sam Martina die? And yes, in this epic journey of Elite Battle Angel, Sam Martina dies very, very miraculously oh, and, snap. And, and heroic and epically. I mean, you just name it and I have it. It's, oh, <laughs> now, now we have to see it. Yeah, now you have seriously. to go see this movie to see how Sam Medina dies. You thought, I, you thought I died gruesomely on, on, on Model 22 and Venom? Right. Waiting for you to see Alita. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh Now that's a tease right yeah. there. That Listen, is definitely a tease. Not, that's a soundbite right there. By the time you see me. Oh, absolutely. Listen, we still talk about, you know, every time we still see something about Venom, it's that picture with you. Yeah, like when, every <laughs> time. It's like they are wearing that out, man. They are like, no, Sam Medina and Venom, get it. Like, yeah. it's so awesome, man. Like, I don't, I don't think that will ever, that will be like, no matter what I do for the rest of my life, people will always go back to that picture. Yeah, yeah. Life. It's so you true. It yeah, it happens the way it happens, man. But, but it's definitely, it's definitely been amazing because originally I didn't film myself to die in Venom. And when I found that out, you know, that's when I found out. I thought that the, the, the trailer back in July last year, they were just releasing mm -hmm. that, you know. I was supposed to live because in reality, I filmed my scenes to live. Yeah. And when I went to do ADR at Sony uh, Pictures at Sony Studios in Culver City, they're like, yeah, Sam, we're so sorry, but we killed you off. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, listen, I do that mind. <laughs> Whoever made the decision to kill me off actually made me violently famous, infamous on the internet. Yes, it's so true. It did. It's so true. That is so funny. That's a great way to look. You are infamous on the internet for yeah. dying in movies. It's like fantastic. That is totally listen, your thing, listen, man. I told you. Listen, my my career is modeled like like after Sean Bean, the guy who plays Nesta on Game of Thrones. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because Sean Bean's die in every film. Mm -hmm. Right? Now... I have Sean being beat right now because I worked with him on an independent film called Wicked Blood, and he kills me. <laughs> so I'm winning right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So the only way Sean Bean gets to live is if he fights uh, Sam Medina, yeah, and then, exactly. you know, then you're going to win. <laughs> That's it. 
And that's it. And that's that's exactly how it happened. So you, do you think, Sam, people are looking through scripts with their agents right. and they're deciding whether they should take it? And they're like, uh, no, Sam Medina's also attached. That means I live. I'm good. I'm Let's good. do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, listen, I have to be such a badass that the, 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 uh, the protagonists get to live, but they have to do a lot of things to earn to earn it to live. So, it's true. You know, that's how you have it. You know, you're. Your protagonist can't be stronger than your antagonist, and that's why the audience love when the when the protagonist, you know, reach down deep and under and, and, and be able to accomplish the goals at the end of the day. That's why you clap for, for the protagonist. So yeah. I have to make sure I do my job extremely well because if I don't, then there's no imminent danger to your to your hero. Mm -hmm. That's then right. He doesn't make anything. That's yeah. right. So I. You know, I make sure that you know when it's me and you, it's only written that I die. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got to tell you, though, I was rooting for you in mile 22, bro. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, come on. don't. Like, he's going to get him. He's going to do it. But I was kind of like, you were that villain you wanted to like in that movie. I was like, yeah. Yes, because, you know, the whole time, everybody, everybody, after we saw the movie, after I did the interview with you guys, every time I see people, you know what they tell me? What? What's that? If Mark Wahlberg only listened to you, you just you told him to hand him over. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like nobody had to die. Just listen to Sam Medina. Nobody exactly. had to die. Exactly. Like, uh, well, you know, I, I I I spoke with the studios, and maybe there's one percent chance. But I told them, I said, listen, I know you guys kill me off, kill me off, but realistically, I you know decimated the whole team of Mark Wahlberg, so you don't really have anybody. That's true. To really. Take on Eco, and it seems that my character always know what Eco is. So mm -hmm. maybe you guys, you know, come to the hospital. I'm all banged up. You recruit me, and 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 then I go on the on the journey with you guys trying to find Eco. And when I find Eco, I take one for the team. But then the whole time before that, you know, everybody's gonna be like, okay, who's gonna mess who over? Right. Gonna mess over Sam. Sam's gonna mess over his team. So right. I picked that because I'm a writer and director myself. So we'll see if if I make it into the next. Twenty two. Uh, I'd nice. see it. I'd, I would. Yeah. I would see that movie. Like you're right. You don't see him. You you think he died, yeah. but did he? Uh, I love that pitch. Because you really never saw me fly out the car. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> well, let, let's hope somebody listens and picks that up. So. Hey. At the end of the day, they don't put me in mile twenty-two. I plan to be one of the directors for STX films anyway. So there it's a you go. Situation. Yes, yeah. absolutely, man, dude. You are so awesome. I hope this movie just does like a gazillion dollars for you guys, and we could not be more happy to have you on the show to, to talk yeah, about seriously. Alita and all of the stuff you got coming up. I'm convinced, man. Seriously, that you are going to just be an epic director and knock it out of the park with whatever you do. And we can't thank you enough for coming on and joining us and, and just sharing your wisdom with yeah. all of our listeners. Dude, anytime, any place, anywhere you want to talk, you want to get, we're, we're there for you, bro. Yeah, seriously. Man, I really appreciate that, man. You know, because at the end of the day, that's what it takes, you know, word of mouth for the people, what you guys do to put the words, uh, uh, you know, out to the public so they can go see the film. So, mm -hmm. you know, thank you to you guys. Well, we all have a job and we all have a part to do in, in, right. in, in this, you know, this journey. So I really appreciate you guys. And I really thank you all the fans who, who you know, tune in and I try to give them different insight to where it makes it interesting for them. And they go and they make their own judgment for yeah. themselves once they sit in the theater and, and watch the film. But I'll tell you, man, like, uh, you know, Alita is, is, is really special, man. That, you know, you got to watch for her. She's going to be the big next, next big star, man. Um, it's incredible what, what that team were able to do. And yeah. there's so many more books 
from a Legion Battle Angel that 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 it's, it's going to come even more. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. I hope you guys when you you know when you guys go all out and, and see the film, you're going to be like, wow, that was you know we didn't expect that you know because I yeah. don't think I don't think people expected it because it's you know visual effects and and you know all the stuff and all the action. But yeah. when you when you dig deep down to the story, you got to understand why you know the journey's important. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to it because I'm a story guy. I like, yeah. you know, development and the story and exactly. character. So I'm excited for it, man. Man, I appreciate it. See, now my next plan is how do I speak to the universe to get in one of James Cameron's Avatar? Oh, <laughs> man. All right, we're going to start the campaign we right are. now. Sam and Avatar. Hashtag yeah. Sam and Avatar. We're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get it. <laughs> Listen, I'm always planning and prepping. The next thing is how do I get into Avatar? Mm-hmm. The second part is... You know that Robert, I don't, I don't know if you guys know or the fans knows, but Robert Rodriguez is going to be doing a remake of Escape from New York. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And John Carpenter, the original director, the amazing master, already gave Robert Rodriguez the blessing. So that's my second goal. Oh, I need shit. to be in Escape from New York. You, sh- you so, should be Snake. Well, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I, mean, I would be such a badass snake. They would <laughs> kill me. You, it's true. It's so true. <laughs> We've got so many hashtag campaigns to get started here, I'm telling you. Thank you, man. Thank you. But yeah, you know, you got to speak in the universe, you know, and that's how it happens. You speak through the universe, but then you you work extremely hard until it it comes to you, you know? Yep. Absolutely, man. Man. All right, dude. Well, we know. I'm always excited to speak to you guys. I mean, you know, uh, for what we do, we work very hard on each film. And by the time we get to promote it, you know, all the hard work's already paying off. So I really appreciate you and your team and the fans to tune in just to listen to me, you know, running my mouth about, you know, what's what it's like to watch and make Alita, you know. But uh, it's, it's, it's a definitely epic journey, brother. And I, I really appreciate you guys all, man. Well, listen, so, man, like we said, anytime. And, and we just really appreciate you taking the time to come on. We know you're busy. You got a lot of stuff going on with the promotion of the film. And we couldn't be more pleased to have you on and talk about it, dude. So thank you. And we're going to let you go because we know you're a busy guy. But as always, dude, open invite. Anytime you want to come back on and promote anything or just talk let us know and we'll make it happen bro thanks v thank you to the team thank you to the fans for tuning in and yeah i'll see you guys next time thank you all right man bye-bye all right, peace. Appreciate you, man. Just oh, every time gets me so pumped he gets up. So pumped up, he's like, ah, yeah. Man, it's just his enthusiasm. Yeah, that he he's has. got goals, he's man. Like, Avatar next, uh, yeah. Escape from New York. Yeah, like, but so much respect for him seriously. because. You, you know that route that he took. Similar, yeah. I did. I did not nowhere near his level yet. But you have to learn. I agree with him. How can you be like a director and yeah. not have a clue what these people exactly. do? So for him to like just get behind a camera, yeah. or go talk to this guy and learn all this stuff and respect all these people. I mean, he's just he's gonna he's gonna kill it Agreed. as a director, man. He's gonna Agreed. be awesome. Just some phenomenal guests this week, Catherine yeah. and Sam. Thank you so oh much for gosh. coming on, There's man. So much passion between the two of Both them. Both of them. I mean, they just they love what they do and man we could not be more happy now and we keep saying this we've got such great guests coming up over, over the next few we weeks really do we are gonna we're gonna finish february strong and we're gonna like push into march with some really exciting guests next week i i'm i'm so stoked about this one hell yeah uh, we're gonna continue the america 2.0 yes, trend because yet another. yes yet another um She's probably best known as either Taylor Townsend from The O.C. Mm-hmm. or Lizzie Grant from Entourage. Yeah. But she was in America 2.0. Yeah. Uh, we're, of course, talking about uh, Autumn Research. Yes. She's got a new Hallmark movie, her eighth 
Hallmark movie. Yeah. I can't believe that. That's crazy. Eight movie. Yeah. Like she's only started doing them in like 2012. Wow. She already got eight under the belt. Dang, she's um, tight with them. She yeah, and we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna really excited. Called um uh, Love on the Menu. Mm. And also she's returning to the stage. Oh nice. She started her career yeah. on stage. Uh <laughs> and we'll talk to her a little bit about that. But she's gonna be starring in Too Much Sun. Um a, a huge run, I guess, like uh, all through March and into April. Yeah. Uh coming up. So we're gonna talk nice. to her about both of those. Then we have Michael Nardelli. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys have probably seen him on American Crime Story, Nashville, yeah. Revenge, CSI. But what we're really excited to talk, he's got this new digital series, which, mm. you know, this is big now. Yeah. Di- digital stuff is huge. YouTube and, all, and, you know, called Dark Web. Ooh. Got a lot of big name stars in it with yeah. him, but he's the co-creator, writer, and director of Dark Web as well as starring nice. in it. Yeah. So we're going to talk to him about that. We're pretty excited about that. And then, of course... Of course. Lil Cam. We so excited. So excited. Bouncing off walls ever since. We've got the one and only... Because it's all Gilmore Girls. Exactly. We're all huge Gilmore Girls fans. Lauren Graham, Alexis Blitta. But there was a lot of guys on Gilmore Girls. So we're going to do a Gilmore Guys segment. Exactly. And we're going to kick it off with the one and only Jackson. Yes. Veggie. Veggie Jackson. Jackson Douglas. So that's who we got coming up over the next three weeks. That's exciting, man. That's an exciting rundown. Uh, I I can't wait. Can't wait. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's go over to the top five segment. Uh, I got little cams ready to go. This week, it was top five albums that you would have with you if you were trapped on an island. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Let's just say little cams, the only one that did five. Yeah, this was tough. I could have literally listed like, I, I don't know. I feel like I should have just packed up a record store and brought right, it. Right. Like, I mean, can I be trapped in a record store exactly. instead? This was hard, man. This was really hard. Exactly. And I was thinking about if I took this ship, could I take bring these five if i took this ship could i bring right, these five exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, it was so goofy All well right. little cams uh by the way red hot chili peppers oh man uh pray for the wicked panic at the disco who you selling for pretty reckless the pretty reckless uh smoke and mirrors imagine dragons and the eminem show eminem yeah a solid list it, it really That's a so- and it's all over the map yeah you know you got like pop and yeah. you got rock and then you got rap yeah. and you got, it's all over the list exactly. I, I love it yeah i, love I it. tried to be just as eclectic uh yeah I got, me too i yeah. don't know how much but yeah you know. <laughs> you know you know uh pink floyd's the dark side of the mm. moon uh mm. nirvana's never mind dr dre's the chronic tupac's all eyes on me Michael Jackson's Thriller, The Weeknd's Beauty Behind the Madness, Marshall or Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP, Biggie Smalls Ready to Die, and J. Cole's two albums, 2014 Forest Hills Drive and Born Center. Yeah. I, like I said, just try to hit something everywhere along hit, the map. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing I left off my list is country. Yeah, and me now too. That, and now that I'm thinking about I it, know. I would put Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or Greatest Hits. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, there's, a, but there you go. I I'm know. throwing that one out there. Um, I wouldn't be me. You guys poke fun. Anybody who listens to this show week in and week out, they know they poke fun at me at my age, <laughs> gaffer. So uh, you had to know my list would be rooted in the 80s, of okay? Course. It's rooted in the 80s, but I still start, tried to stay diverse. Yeah. I've got Phil Collins, No Jacket Required, mm. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, ah, yeah. maybe one of the single greatest Seriously. albums ever made, yes. if I'm being honest about it. Journey, and I couldn't just pick one, so I went with their greatest hits, because they have so many good songs. It's true. Same thing with Aerosmith. Yeah. I, I did the big ones, oh, that, yeah. which is their greatest hits album, because can you choose just I one know. album? You can't. It's so uh, hard. Run DMC, King of Rock. Yes. Probably one of the greatest rap albums ever made, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill. Yes. Ditto. Yeah. Same thing. Agreed. Uh, the master himself, 
Prince. Prince. Prince of Funk. Uh, Purple Rain. Purple I mean, Purple Rain. Rain. Oh, Purple my God. Rain. Epic. Yes. Epic. Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Oh, man. Oh, man. Billy Joel, because we could mm. not have the Piano Man on there. And again, I'm just going to say, uh, let me just finish my list with saying you can't pick just one. It's like Lay's fucking potato I chips. Know. <laughs> so I went with Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, Volume 1 through 3. One through because three. I couldn't possibly pick <laughs> one album. Um Harry Connick Jr. Star Turtle. If you have mm. not listened to Harry Connick Jr. Star Turtle, do it. Yeah. You will you'll be forever grateful. Harry Connick Jr. I, I love him. I um and of course I had to end it with the Beatles. Yeah. The most legendary. I was just about to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah the legendary band of all time, yeah, the Beatles. Exactly. Um, but which album? But no, no. I couldn't. Yeah, so of just course the it's Beatles. Anthology 1 through 3, yeah. which would include Everything they've everything ever fucking done. done, because everything they've ever fucking done is awesome. So I would want to be on an <laughs> island with that. Oh my gosh, that yesterday trailer, man! Oh what? So if you guys good. haven't seen this yet, it's basically for whatever reason, all of the power goes out across the entire world. Yeah, some kind of funk accident, and afterwards, nobody ever remembers that the Beatles existed. Yeah, except for one guy, one dude. So he's like playing the songs and singing the songs. They're like, oh my god, that's the greatest. Greatest yeah. song ever. What is that? Did you write that? And he's like, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah, they wrote, and they're like, who's that? And he's like, are you fucking kidding me right yeah. now? You don't know who that is? The Beatles? And so, but then he starts to realize, oh shit. And so he starts writing, rewriting yeah. all the Beatles songs as if he wrote them. Yeah. And then here's the thing my favorite part in the trailer, though, James Corden, and God bless James yeah. Corden, right? You knew this. He's like, so I'm glad to have you on the show, and you're kicking it, and everything's rocking. But there's two guys that claim mm. they wrote all the songs, oh. and they all you see is their feet. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, is this John I and know. Paul? You know, yeah, like, and one of them yeah. has like no shoes on. So yeah. like, who is is that John? Like, yeah, right. And okay, I'm gonna give a second Lily James shout out here. Okay, because yeah. you know we mentioned her back in the beginning yes. of the show, which little cab loves. But uh, <laughs> you know, she's in this movie. I didn't even know it was her. Yeah, for I, real. I, I, halfway through the trailer, I'm like, is it sort of? Eh? And I wasn't convinced until they said her name, and I'm yeah. like, "Fuck it, is Lily James?" Like, I was damn. like, "She's so phenomenal!" Like, she if you, is. I mean, she's just so versatile. Can't like, wait. I really had no idea. Yeah, yeah. great. But I, you had to mention that after the Beatles. She exactly, had to. exactly. Oh um, man, well, I think it's time to go back in time. That's for right. The Gaffers segment this day in history. What is it today? Oh man, well, it ties into uh, one of our upcoming guests, Dark oh, Web, Michael Nardelli. Yeah. Um, on this day in history, 2005, mm. on on this day, and we should say this is recorded, so yep. if you guys know, it's Valentine's Day. It on is. Valentine's Day, yes. February 14th, 2005, a certain website domain name was registered and went active. That name would be YouTube.com. Oh, wow. YouTube.com officially launched on February 14th, 2005. Damn. And over the next several months, content was developed. And the first YouTube video titled Me and the Zoo shows co-founder Jawad Karim at the San Diego Zoo. That video was actually uploaded in April, so it wow. took a couple months. Yeah. And is still available on the site wow. to watch today. That's crazy. So, yeah, so, and streaming has changed ever since. Oh, man. YouTube changed everything. Yeah. Because, like, like, so, I, I mean, listening to some of uh, 
Ted and Reed's interviews, they started in 99, but they didn't start streaming until like late 2000s. Yes. Yeah. So I bet it was all DVD. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet when YouTube came along, they're like, oh shit. The love affair with streaming. Yeah. Because it launched on Valentine's Day. Interesting. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Oh man. All right. All right. Word of the day. Word of the day. This one has a personal uh, connection. You know, like, I mean, so much stuff going on all over. I feel like this is everywhere. Yes. Canard. 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 It means simply a false or unfounded rumor or story. Mm. Could We could be talking about uh, uh, Jeremy again. Yeah. We could um, be talking about... Uh, uh, Bezos. Yeah. Just, there's so many... Like, like, yeah. I mean, of course, we have our own personal experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I just thought it was a really fitting... It was. A fitting word. Canard. 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 Oh, Canard. man. So good. So good. Well, now it is time for the box office. Oh, man. Last week, the numbers... The numbers are crazy, so I'm not even going to talk about the numbers. And But um, uh, the only one I got wrong was the upside. I didn't predict that to be even on the top five. It was, I predicted it to be like number six or something. Yeah. And in its spot, I put Prodigy, but Prodigy was actually number six, and the upside was number four. So you thought uh, upside was a one and done? Yeah. Like a big first week but, and yeah. then boom? Everybody- yeah. I mean, you know, you know. Um, uh, there's just so much other stuff coming out. You had like glass and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, last week I predicted the Lego movie be number one and it was, it was, but the numbers, man, it was really disappointing. I guess not a lot of people were excited. They came back with the second one. Um, I expected around 50 to 60 million and I think it was expecting around 50 million, but it only got 34.1. Mm, that, that's a hit. That's a hit. Um, number two, I predicted What Men Want, that Taraji Henson movie. Oh, man. And I got that one right. Uh, Cold Pursuit was number three. I'm surprised it was even in the top yeah, five. a lot of controversy. With that uh, Liam Neeson shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that last week on episode 53. Go listen to that. Man. Mm. And like I said, number four was The Upside. And number five was Glass. And I saw Split last week, so now I want to see Glass. Yeah, I I, I still want to see Glass. Yeah. It's, it's not performing as well as they were hoping. Yeah. And uh, that's unfortunate, because I think it's probably good. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think it probably ends the trilogy pretty solid. Yeah. But, um, I think uh, Lego Movie 2 kind of suffered because some of the audience that might have wanted to go see that went to go see movies that were either still out yeah. or went to go see Taraji. Mm, it's, a like, you know, it's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, and I mean, she might have a good week this week because that seems like a date night movie. It seems like a date night movie. Yeah, it yeah. does. I don't know though, but because I, she, I put her at number five. I put that one at number five. But let's new movies coming out this week. Uh, Alita: Battle Angel, as we know, oh. Sam Medina. Who am I? Right, and now thank I want to go see it. Yeah, now. me too. Because Sam said. Exactly why you should go see this on Valentine's Day. Yep. Right? Yep. Like Valentine's Day weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just an action sci fi adventure movie. No. It is the coming of age story of a young woman trying to find her place in the world exactly. and who she is as a person. And we're all just trying to do that. Uh, exactly. It yeah. it is a romantic date movie. Exactly. <laughs> who happens to have a lot of sci fi kick ass shit. Yeah, but, I mean, exactly. You know. Don't get turned off by all That's that. That's right. Exactly. Go see it. And uh, Happy Death Day 2. I don't even know mm. why this is coming out again. I don't oh, know. Oh, my goodness. Um, something that we didn't mention that we forgot to mention on industry news uh the kissing booth is coming out with a sequel yeah that, why the hell? yeah yeah uh that that's something else they that announced I don't understand. it yesterday on valentine's day mm, yeah that it was coming back out with all the original cast members mm, yeah i didn't get the fascination j-lo didn't get the fascination 
that. Uh, but apparently, it was one of the most watched streamed shows on Netflix when it when it hit yeah. or movies. I, I should say movie. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't get. I, it. I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't either. I but uh, <laughs> still, new movies coming out this weekend. Isn't it romantic? That's that one with that girl from uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, Rebel Wilson. Yeah. I don't. I don't get this one either. I don't either. I like, do, I don't see her in the main character role. It. it, it, it Plus, I think they're trying to capitalize on what the artist did yeah. and won the Academy Award for yeah. so well a few years back when it was a silent film poking mm-hmm. fun at silent films. Yeah, but this is a romantic comedy like poking, poking fun, fun at romantic yeah. comedies. Like what? I, I just but do we need that? I know. Do we like, need that? No. I, I don't think we need. I that. I felt like that's a lot of time and wasted time and money but just saying just saying um movies that are already out this that you can still go see aquaman yes mary poppins bumblebee escape room the upside glass miss bala cold pursuit the lego movie part two the prodigy and what men want i gotta tell you one another one on that list that i want to go see that i'm surprised we haven't seen yet and i really want to go see it is escape room yeah me too you know deborah wall deborah Mm -hmm. wall i mean yeah Daredevil. I know, man. Got I know. Hashtag save Daredevil. That's right. <laughs> uh, but number one this week, I think the Lego movie will reclaim number one. Mm. I, I do. Mm. I do. I think it's going to be around 20 to 25 million. Uh, number two, I'm giving it to Alita. Alita Battle Angel with around 15 to 20 million. Number three, I'm giving it to Happy Death Day with around 15 to 20 million. Wow. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Wow. Um, number four, I'm giving it to Isn't It Romantic with 15, 10 to 15 million. And number five, I give it to What Men Want with five to 10 million. But like wow. I said, that one might do better since it's Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Isn't It Romantic will mm-hmm. be number one, Ooh. Alita number two, mm. and What Women Want mm-hmm. number three. Mm hmm. I know it sounds crazy. Yeah. But what men want. Yes. I mean what yeah, I'm old enough to have remembered what women want with Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah. It's the same fucking movie, okay? <laughs> Just switch the races. It's the same fucking you know, <laughs> the gender and the race. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's no. not about an old white guy, it's about a young black woman. Yeah. It's but it's funny. the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. But yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Oh man. But and switching it over to the Billboard Chart Toppers music, Hot One Hundred, Ariana Grande is still at number one with seven rings. Grammy uh, appearance or not? Uh, yeah, Grammy appearance or not, <laughs> this is the Sound of Music ripoff. Um, just saying. This is the third week at number one. And Billboard Top 200 Albums, A Boogie with a Hoodie, came back in the number one spot with Hoodie Season. Uh, he was off the number one spot for around two to three weeks, but he came back. He, he stayed in the top five, though. And something else that I want to start bringing into the box office, or not the box office, the Billboard segment, is top-selling albums. And this week, it is a Star is Born soundtrack. Yes. That's so epic, man. Freaking rocking and rolling. I mean, seriously? It's so good. Like Ser- Seriously. If you haven't heard this album yet, First of all, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, seriously. Second, go see the movie, mm-hmm. and then I love the I, because the soundtrack is in order of the movie. Yeah, it goes in the order of what. So if if you haven't seen the movie, I would suggest highly you see the movie first. Otherwise, the movie will be spoiled for exactly. you because of the soundtrack. Exactly. But yeah, the soundtrack. It's one of those like Greatest Showman where it yeah. just keeps hitting. Exactly. I mean, it, it's exactly. It's, and I mean, speaking of Greatest Showman, freaking Hugh almost got uh, what? What is yeah, it? Yeah, the Egot. The, the Ego. However, yeah. you, uh, whichever pronunciation you would like to say, but it's the 
Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony. Yeah. He's got everything but the Oscar now. Yeah. So come get, on. Get in there. Give him, give him the Oscar. Uh, yeah. He should have gotten the Oscar yeah. already, in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, saying, I'm just, just saying. saying. Hugh, just come saying. on the show. Hugh, right, come, come on the show. show. Uh, it's not all glitz and glamour for the music industry, though. I want to yeah, throw this out it's there. Not. Former American Idol contestant from the sixth season. Yes. Oh, um, my gosh. Jordan Sparks won that season. Yeah. Um, You might remember her because she was really talented, which I don't understand why this story happened. Yeah. So um, Antonella Maria Barba. Yeah. Uh, You might remember her. Really, really cute. Um, I guess kind of um, uh, Latin descent. Mm-hmm. Um, Great singer. Apparently a drug smuggler. Wow. <laughs> she was running drugs yeah. for, a, for a drug cartel, um, allegedly. Yeah. Um, but she was booked on local charges. She mm. was busted local, but they dropped those charges Damn. in order for her to be charged with 11 federal counts Damn. for trafficking drugs. Mm. So, Damn mm. it, Simon. Simon. <laughs> you should have picked her. You see what happened? Like, I mean, it's just downhill oh spiral. I mean, gosh, that oh is my gosh. So, so you crazy. don't think it's all glitz and glamour? It's yeah, not. don't do drugs. Don't do hugs. drugs. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh, but anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in this week for episode fifty-four of Inside That's the right. Crazy Ant Farm. We always have a lot of fun getting crazy with you. Like we said, a reminder: Oscar party, February twenty-fourth, live on Twitter and Instagram. Come get crazy with us. Yes. And and enter our contest for the Crazy Ant Media, our Inside the Crazy Ant Farm t-shirt, because that's awesome, oh, man. Oh, man, come it on. It looks so sharp. looks so sharp. It does. Uh, you can go to our website, crazyantmedia.com, to submit your ballots, subscribe to our newsletter, and just look at everything we got going on, because we have so much going so on. So much going on. Exactly. Like, we really do. ridiculous how much we got Hell going yeah. on. You can follow. This is the great thing, though, because when we changed all of our social media, now you, all you need to know is Crazy Ant Media. Exactly. The website is Crazy Ant Media. Instagram is Crazy Ant Media. Facebook is Crazy Ant Media. Fucking Twitter is Crazy Ant Media. If you know Crazy Ant Media, you're going to find us. Exactly. You're going to find exactly. us. Exactly. And you know who one day will know Crazy Ant Media. That's right. Oprah!